Hail and well met, weary travelers. It is again another installment of our wonderful Dungeons and Dragons show, Live and Let Dice. Uh, hosted by the one and the only, the illustrious, if you will, Cody J. Hayes, Dungeon Master. Uh, as always, I am joined with my friends uh, as we play our weekly D&D game. Playing Jack the Wizard, I mean Zach the Wizard. What Ozal. the fuck? That's a pre-game <laughs> joke. How freaking dare you. <laughs> that was good. How fucking dare you. Surly as always, Zach. We're, we're happy to have you. Uh, playing Burn Dawnbringer. Dean. Yo, what's up, everyone? The one and only restored warlock, our friend, the only Owlin in the party, Stolas, played by Dini. Well met. The redeemed. Stolas the redeemed. Uh, playing our angelic Patreon player friend. Patron? That's probably... I was thinking Patreon. I'm sorry, Zach. You're right. Patron. Uh, Marius, played by Max. Of course you have to call me this this evening. Good evening, everyone. Let us get to begin begin the game. Well, we got one more introduction. He, you probably forgot because he's so sneaky, his armor is made of hide. Oh. But Zoltis, played by Badfish. Greetings, everyone. Anyways, Zach, you uh, you want to roll that intro? Sure. Welcome. Uh, does anyone want to do a recap for DM Inspiration? Wow. Uh, I will. Okay. Um, so last session, uh, we um, so we had finished our judgment um, from the gods of the higher realms, or at least some of them, and uh, we had met with. Uh, ooh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. We had met with. Cody, I'm out here. The guy who Captain Durden. No. There you Durden. go. Oh. No, 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 no. There was uh, someone that... Heimdall? Heimdall. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> Heimdall. And um, we went down the Rainbow Road, and uh, we landed on Captain Durden's vessel. And uh, we were basically offered the chance to join them. And if we completed our mission, we would eventually be taken to the Pirate King. Uh, our mission was to... Um, rescue uh some people that were hostage on board a goblin slash uh i think it was goblin slash orc ship uh and i believe we were to to question them uh we succeeded in our um little ship to ship combat mission and as we um got them on board um the captive uh blew a whistle and uh several dragon riders began chasing our ship uh, to which point uh, we were, uh, I think the people on board cast a spell that brought us to this uh, sort of alternate dimension, uh, at least as far as I understood. 
And here we are. Yes. You see, as these dragon riders begin to close on your ship, the weird-looking drow woman from underneath who is uh, hanging out with the prisoner walks up to the, the bow of the ship, almost um, Titanic-like, holding their hands out um, as webs begin to crawl out from their fingers and tearing a hole in space. The entire ship is plane shifted. I will take, for those who have the skill, either Arcana, History, or Perception. Uh, Ozol has Arcana, if someone wants to help give me a boost on that. Mars I got no perception. Okay, so uh, normal Arcana roll for Ozol is going to be a 26. 25 for perception for Marius. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. 22 for Stolos. Um, Marius, for your perception, as you pass through these webs, you notice that you shift planes, obviously, with the spell, but you go into a star-like void, and unlike an R-observable space where light kind of hits almost directly on the object while you're looking at it, like into the night sky, you're seeing stars and planets and things like that to the observable eyes. These seem to be fading and falling straight down as if gravity is going the opposite direction of what it normally would. Uh, and they seem to be kind of moving across the night sky. Ozol and Stolas, you recognize this instantly as creeping tendrils of darkness create this river-like black sticky fluid that this especially Kranglis, you know this you have been transported to the far realm um, this gives you a couple pieces of information as Captain Durden begins yelling orders to the drow aboard that only the Arcanomancer and himself are to be on the main deck all others who are not trained to um, resist the damnation, temptation, and madness the Far Realm brings to, to seek shelter on the lower deck. We will. I, I right. will do that. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to draw a line. If you... Uh, as your character, instead of kind of dragging them around here, I'm just going to assume you're on the boat. Uh, if you on the upper deck, please place yourself above the line. Those of you who want to stay in the lower deck, stay below the line. Uh, he told. Where did he tell us to go? <clears throat> to below deck. If you are not used to uh, withstanding sights of potential horror, and you see a bunch of the drow actually evacuating the top deck. Um, I don't know if Burn is used to seeing sights of horror, but I think he's, he's probably too curious, and as a paladin, he can't just cower, you know what I mean? Sure. So, Burn's gonna go above deck. Oh, as and he... you know Stolas is there, 100%, he wants to see the... Ozo will, uh, sort of grab both of them and say... Be careful while you're up there. 
I guess we'll go on the stand beside his friend Burn and observe the sight that is about to be presented to them. Oh, perfect. Um, the crazy-looking drow, I don't know if I mentioned this, is an arcanomancer. Uh, they have six eyes as they have been blessed by the Spider Queen Loth, and they do not move from the bridge of the bow as the ship continues to kind of go down what looks like black webs, but almost is more like the, the Venom symbiote. Um, it kind of wriggles and stretches and moves uh, kind of a sticky tar-like substance that clings to the ship and is actually pushing the ship along as you see the drow who have evacuated their spots to go below deck have pulled in the oars as if they've done this before. Um, and you continue down this kind of makeshift serpentine-like multiple direction-having being. Zach, go ahead and zoom out. Uh, you can actually go all the way out if you want, if that's easier for you. At the heart of this section, um, where they all the intersections collide, this moving current of fluid coalesces around a singular bright spot lurking way above this area in the shadows you can make out to what your mortal minds see is a giant spider almost made of shadow with galaxy-like stars that blink and wink out as the eyes open and close looking down upon the ship as it comes through the ship itself begins to halt as it nears this creature I need everyone above deck to make an intelligence saving throw. Don't forget my bonus. Everyone who's standing next Actually, to you. Actually, oh, the light of your god does not shine in this place. Oh, no. Well, I rolled an AIDS. A four. Oh, no! Marius critically failed, and he has rolled a zero. Zothus has rolled a 19. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, wait, can I, uh, can I use one of my, uh, enchantments? You can, if you would like to allow Marius to re-roll or to take a static 10. I will give you the choice uh, between those two. I'll let, I'll let Marius re-roll. Okay, Marius. You, as you begin to look up at this creature, uh, Stolas, this, you, you recognize this as an eldritch being. Uh, it has taken a shape that mortal minds can comprehend in this realm that makes no sense to mortal minds. You see Marius' whole body begin to freeze as he cannot stop looking into it, almost as if the forbidden knowledge of this creature's existence has penetrated deep into its mind, you reach out a steadying hand to give him a little bit more resolve as he rolls a nine. Oh, poor guy. But, I will say, Marius, instead of taking permanent madness, you get a long-term madness. Oh, what is that? Oh, we're about to see. I need Marius Radari... Um, Stolos, uh, just those two, to roll D100s, please. 
and then a d10 as two separate rolls. Stolas got a 75 and a 7. 56 and a 9. 56 and a 9. Stolas, let's start with you. For the next seven hours, you get the following. Uh, the character, being you, Stolas, experiences uncontrollable tremors or ticks, which impose disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, saving throws that involve strength or dexterity. Sad. You get this, which is arguably worse in my opinion. Oh, no. For the next nine hours, the character is blinded by 25% and deafened by 75%. What I'm going to say to make it's, this... It's a it's a and or, or, or thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did not see the or in there. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm going to say you can pick one of the two, and you may tell me which one you would like, which makes more sense for your context as a character. I shall allow the dice to decide. So if it's 25%, I'm blinded. If it's above that, then it's deafened. All right. Deafened it is. All sound around you, Marius, becomes silent. This place kind of had like an eerie, breathy feel to it, as if someone is inhaling and exhaling. Um, you see Stolos reel next to you. Um, Jay and Dean, I also need you guys to make a D100s check. Who the fuck is Jay? Jay is our friend. Uh, me. Badfish? Do you not know Jay's real name? It's Seamus. Well. I have like five names, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jay. Uh, so I'm trying to find. Okay, what do you need? Do you want? I need you guys right? to roll D100s as well. Okay, as sorry, I was incur... so distracted by jail. <laughs> yep, you guys incur short-term madness. I got rolled 83. 83. Uh, burn for the next 10 minutes. You are stunned. Oh. Okay. Totally understandable. This creature uh. is beautiful. <laughs> Sothis has seen many horrors, so he can withstand the, uh, withstand the sight. <laughs> Sothis, your character retreats into his or her own mind and becomes paralyzed. The effect hey! ends if the character takes any damage. I rolled a 22 or 19 of there. Come on now. There you go. It only lasts for 10 minutes. This is short-term madness. The other people um, have between seven and nine hours of potential curses happen yeah. to them. I, I retreat into thought. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, I'm getting That's to the, the, point. the understanding part. But yeah. Thank okay, because I rolled significantly worse than they did. So there is a scrolling tier to pull back the DM screen. Um, succeeding the saving throw means you get to roll on the short-term madness table. Short-term oh. madness is only last 10 minutes or until an effect happens. So like Jay is only paralyzed until he takes damage. And so on, right? So your effect only lasts 10 minutes. Failing the check um, by less than 10, 
gives you long-term madness, which lasts 1d10 times 10 hours. Um, Potentially. I'm only going to say it's 1d10 flat hours. Not not to screw myself, but I've rolled an 8. Yes. Uh, Oh, did you you roll a secondary dice? No. What what do you mean you rolled an 8? My intelligence check was an 8. Yeah. Oh. So he has a long-term madness. You have a long-term madness. I'm sorry. I need you to roll. I was like, there's no way they got worse things than me. Okay. Yeah, Mari said the 9. I'm sorry. I was looking at the roll above that. Um, That's what I missed up by. Uh, So So, uh, what was your D100's roll? We'll just take it as is. 83. Uh, Roll a D10. Okay, D10. Just for a fair play, I don't want to screw anybody. Yeah, no, you're good. Seven. So for the next seven hours, um, the character suffers from partial amnesia. The character knows who or she, who or he, he or she is, and reacts to racial traits, class features, but doesn't recognize the other people or remember anything about what happened before the madness took effect. <laughs> okay, perfect. This is going to be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, you look upon the face of a creature that should not be seen. Ozal, below deck, Yes. you feel the oppression of something far beyond human understanding. Something that mortal eyes were never meant to witness or interact with. Okay. I feel that through the weave or just like a... Yes. Sort of a speaking of the weave, intuition, I guess. Yes, this is this is based off of your Arcana rule. I'm expanding upon that, uh, to I guess. To, okay, sure, sure, sure. To sure, give sure. you more context, you also can see through the boat dark currents of energy that seem to be overlapping with this light blue mana esque energy, and then fading mm-hmm. off into different crystalline spheres. You could actually see the physical corruption of the weave itself. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to take in. Sure. Uh, Ozol Bean below deck is the reason why we call him Ozol the Wise, okay? That's Look, that man, is very true. I, I know not to mess with this stuff. I. I'm shocked that Stolas went up there. They would have found another god in here and <laughs> probably ate Marius's new god. So, <laughs> uh, Quickly checking with the chat. We got Toy Mafia, Obdulio, Badfish, Joey Doll. What's up? Been a long time. Brenton, John the Everyday Collector, and Equan. Thank you guys for checking this out. Um, below deck, um, you said that a lot of the drow... Are down here with us what are they are they they're not rowing so are they just kind of no have downtown um, downtime i guess they are kind of putting on pieces of gear um they seem to have these spider-like masks that when you put them on your face eight of the legs clamp around your head and you can see these little lenses on the front these uh six like six-eyed eight-eyed lenses glow red as they begin to kind of protect themselves from exterior threats, uh, they will walk over to you, uh, and he hands you what looks like a freshly killed spider. 
uh, and he gestures, since he does not speak your language, for you to put it onto your face. He can understand common, but he cannot he speak it. He can't speak it. it. Okay. Correct. Sure. Um, Ozal will pull his um, cloak hood down and, uh, I guess, put the mask on. Okay. Make a constitution saving throw for me. Sure. Uh, con saving throw is going to be a nat 20, Ooh. baby. 24. Let's go. Sorry, I didn't have it queued up. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> you you fully know what to expect with this, surprisingly. Even though it is foreign beyond your, your racial traits as a human, you recognize this as an attunement Arcadian. piece. Oh, sorry. Arcadian. You're right. My apologies. I didn't mean to archetype you elsewhere. Um, you recognize this as a protective charm. It is a large dead spider whose body has been cut down the middle. As you interact with it, its inside goo slides down into your throat and clamps around your face. And you are immune to the outside effects as long as you do not stay within them for more than 10 minutes. Uh, and then the drow begin to kind of repack ropes, uh, make hull patches as they go to work on the bottom side of the boat, preparing for re-entry. Uh, Burn will ask, may I be of assistance to you? Burn? I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ozal will ask. I don't know why I said that. Um, Ozal will ask, uh, may I be of assistance to you? Uh, yeah, they gesture around you. There are My several bad. crates that need moving from one side of the kind of the front of the boat um, to the rear. Um, the last drow coming down the steps will actually kind of cast a darkness spell that separates the stairwell between the upstairs and the downstairs. Um, with the Arcanus um, roll that I gave you. Does Ozal believe that his magic will work in this area? Uh, you can try it. You you would assume that you were in direct conduit. It, hold on. Let me back up. It's like trying to light a fire, but instead of rubbing two sticks together, you have gasoline. You know it'll work, and you know it's going to work well. Okay. Um, I will cast uh, Unseen Servant to help us. Because um, I, know, I know already in the ship that there's like a lack of... You know, they have to cast a lot of spells to get things going, so I'll yeah. cast Unseen Servant. Um, do you think, do I, does Ozal think there's time to do it as a ritual, or is it like like we're about to go? Uh, you cannot divine the flow of time in this area. Sure, I know you said we're, we're, we're preparing for re-entry, so is that like an immediate thing that we're about to do? or It, is, it will take like, an unspecified amount of time moving through this space. Okay, but I'll, I'll do it yes, as a ritual. Yes, you have time so can, to do it, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll just cast one and, uh, you know, instruct them to assist the um, the tasks that we were given. Yeah. Um, Sir looks a little different in this area. Uh, normally, you cannot see him. He is fully invisible uh, and is kind of a slight, you know, breeze in the wind, if you will. If you have some sort of, like, vision that allows you to see invisible creatures. He, he is shadowy and yoked. And he is stronger than normal, and he begins to help you with your menial tasks below deck. Does he still have the butler voice? Uh, yeah, but it's like a Chad butler now. Can you give me an example? Um, sure. 
It's been a while since we've heard uh, <clears throat> Sir's voice. Yes, of course, Master Ojo. Where would you like this box move to? <laughs> I love it. I love everything about that. Yeah, we'll just direct. I'll, I'll help him. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Yeah, and he will just kind of strut off doing his thing to help you. Uh, above deck, you see Captain D putting on uh, his spider mask and its eyes begin to glow red as he begins to kind of look at the other party members and kind of shake his head. Uh, he will nod to the Arcanomancer who will simply look up towards the spider as it reaches one shadow-like tendril down, killing the Arcanomancer and consuming it as you go along your way. Questions, comments, concerns? That was great. Okay. This place rocks. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Marius, you have also just witnessed an act of great evil. Ah. As a heads up. What? Oh, God. You can hear Cody the Dungeon Master. <laughs> um, the Arcanomancer is consumed... Uh, those of you who can hear, you hear Captain D say, tribute is complete. Um, the only other thing you see kind of along your path as you begin to head down these vines, you can go up just a little bit, Ozol, is uh, God damn, upright. this map is huge. Yeah, it's pretty big. Floating this off, thing? yep, on another branch that's heading down, you see a large fish-like creature with multiple eyes um, that kind of leers towards the ship uh, and begins to kind of probe for mines on the deck. Um, none of you guys are affected because you all have gotten Quagoth's blessing. Um, or curse in, in modern text. But other than that, uh, about 10-ish minutes passes. Uh, as you go from one side to another and emerge back into real space. Um, Re-entry is, is pretty rough. Uh, it was all beneath deck. You see Drow beginning to sit down and kind of tie themselves and hold on to the hull of the boat as you hear the entire ship crash in like a rush into the water. And you are back on the material plane. Uh, left, right there. Um, actually, you can zoom out on this one, too. You arrive at a large ship made of ships and skulls as the captain begins to take off his, his, his gear and kind of check on each of you. Um, he'll start with you first, Zolthus. Uh, your eyes are moving, but your body is not. Um, he'll kind of look at you with his mask and then say, I'm so sorry about this. As he slaps you across the face, you take one point of damage, and you are no longer <gasps> paralyzed. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, thank you. I, uh, oh. That was the first time I've seen something like that. 
Probably not the last if we have to. Whew, he kind of shakes. It's best not to talk about it. But there is potential for us to go through this base in the future. It is an, uh, an emergency exit of sorts um, that allows us to get from one area to another, but it does take its toll on our ship. We'll have to gain us a new Arcanomancer before we can use it again. Now this, um, this here is a ship. He smiles and nods as the the people, it was all the um, shadow wall below you kind of starts to fade and the drow become coming back on deck. The lower deck and upper decks both roll out the um, oars as you begin to dock alongside this giant moving structure. Uh, Captain D will, will say to you, Zoltis, he's like, yes, this is our flagship, the Abomination. Do do you have to sacrifice someone to that thing every time you every time you ride the little webways? Uh, you say that, and uh, his lips begin to move, but you do not hear any words come out of his mouth, Marius. Oh, I thought he was only partially deaf. No, he is deaf, deaf for like the next uh, whatever number he rolled hours. What 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 did you say? He begins speaking to you and like snapping his fingers on the right hand side of your ear. Uh, what what are you doing? What? And he's he's speaking and then he'll like look to the other party members and be like, You guys can hear me, right? They, yes? yes. Giant. And he kind of ruffles you burn. Giant. Huh? Who who are you? Where well, am I? You are on board our ship, the Wave Cutter. What? What's that? It... Who are all these strange people? What am I doing here? Oh my Burn. God! Stop look joking at this around. cute little owl boy. <laughs> Burn! You must oh, be joking. One. How do you know my name? What do you mean, how spying can I on know? Me? No. It's me, Stella. I think I would know if I knew you. You're too cute to forget. Uh, thanks, I guess, but are you feeling okay? I feel fine. I just. I can't seem to. Who are you? What am I doing here? <laughs> Um, Ozol will, by this point we should have, we should be taking our spider masks off, correct? Yeah, they actually, like, rapidly decay, uh, as you re-enter into real space. Okay. Um, Ozol will, uh, go above deck and, uh, look at, I guess, Burn and, um, Stolos and say, how was it? How was what? Who are you? <laughs> Ozol, sorry, I think what? we have a problem. Burn. What happened? What what's going on, Burn? How does everybody know my name? Who are you people? Ozal will walk up to Burn and uh, Burn. Does your helmet like have like a visor? Like does it flip yeah, it's up like or no? Yeah, like a T visor. <clears throat> I'll use the staff to just kind of like crank it up a little bit and say, "Burn, it's it's Ozal. Ozal, is everything all right?" No, I don't know who you people are. Uh, Ozal will turn to Stolas and say, What happened, Stolas? 
well, it's hardly describable, but we drifted through the far realm, and there were these unspeakable creatures. I still can't stop shaking just thinking about them. Is Marius all right, and are you all right, Stolas? Uh, besides these shakes, I think I'm fine, but Burn insists he has no idea who any of us are. Can Ozal roll maybe a wisdom or intelligence check to see if he understands what's happening? Sure. Or maybe a... Okay. Uh, I'll do intelligence uh, 24. Um... He seems to be bewitched. Ah, bewitched. Some eh? effect has taken hold of your friends. I will grab his arm and say, I guess we're getting off of our ship to get onto the Abomination, correct? Uh, You guys are catching up for docking. I have you currently docked on the map, but the ship is still a little bit away. So you guys can can roleplay this out. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll I'll grab Burn's arm and say, my boy, I've known you a very long time. We're going to get you off this ship and find out what's happened. Burn, this strange old man grabs your arm and speaks to you as if he knows you. Remove me at once, old man. You claim to have known me. I don't know you. Burn, you may have hit your head or something may have happened, but I do know you. Hit my head. Um, I can't seem to remember anything. You might be onto something, but... Wait a minute, who are you people? What am I doing here? Captain D will kind of interpose himself between you, Ozal, kind of gently, like, brushing your arm off of him. And uh, he'll lean in conspiratorially towards you, Burn, and say, I bet you're a man who likes a stiff drink and enjoys adventure. Am I wrong? I've been known to adventure. I bet that these fine folks, and he gestures behind you, are just other adventurers who also want a stiff drink. What do you say? I could... I could go for a drink, right? Well, who are you people? <laughs> he just gestures to the seat. He's like, yeah, take a seat. Burn is so confused and it's kind of like wearing him out so he just kind of like sits down and starts mumbling to himself trying to piece together what little fragments of memory he has yeah the last thing that you you truly remember um, is being in a, a village of goliaths um, that that were just invaded by raiders of some kind uh, and you have just fought off this whole town, and the town was celebrating you um, against these raiders. Um, Ozal will turn to Marius and say, Marius, do you know what has happened? Marius, Ozal's lips move, but no words come out. Ozal will sort what? of tap his ears and... What, what did you say? At... Do you know what happened to burn Marius? And he'll say it a little bit louder. What? Uh, Oza will cast the message cantrip um, and repeat the question, which does work on a deaf creature. Oh, okay. At least according to Reddit. Sure. 
uh, go ahead and uh, describe to me wh what and how it sounds when Marius hears it. I mean, it just sounds like he's hearing it. Uh, it just says, you point your finger at a creature within range and whisper a message. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. Okay. Uh, you hear Ozal's voice inside of your head rather than in your ears. Or so it seems. And what do you say, Ozal? Uh, I say, uh, do you know what has happened to Burn, and what has happened to you as well? What has happened to Burn? I, I seem to not be able to hear. What is the last thing that you remember? And I'll cast it again. Staring at that ghastly figure that devoured a man. Hmm. Um, can Ozol, uh, maybe history? Maybe? Uh, no, this is probably not. This is like forbidden Not something knowledge. he would be familiar with. Okay, yeah. sure, sure, sure. This is Stolas's realm of, of things. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, uh, I'll turn to Burn and say, perhaps the captain's suggestion of a drink is most warranted. And he'll just say that verbally. Who are you? <laughs> I've told you, boy, Does, does Burn keep forgetting, or can he retain some new information? Is he Dory, or is he just... He The, the last thing you remember, Burn, is looking into the spider's eyes. And that's the only thing you remember between the village that you were raised in and now. Okay, but like if Ozal tells me his name, am I gonna forget it again? Yep. Okay. Okay, I'll keep playing on that. Zothist uh, isn't sure if this is a normal occurrence for Burn, so he just uh, doesn't say anything. He doesn't want to offend the party. I believe looking upon that creature was just too much for all of us. What creature? Is that a spider? No. It was gooey. Relax, Burn. It was Who? gooey. Who are you? Uh, How do you know my name? So much Looming. for being too cute to forget. <laughs> Looming high above the horizon, uh, the the abomination nears. Uh, you can make out what looks like large skulls of dragons, like um, un unfathomably large. Um, it is a collection of wrecked ships that function together as one giant fortress of ships. You can think of it as like the helicarrier uh, made of boats and skulls. Um, it has no discernible sails or rudders. It simply glides across the top of the water as you pull up to the deck. Um, the drow throw out mooring ropes and will kind of t pull their ship to uh, within an acceptable range of the dock. Uh, the mooring ropes will be tightened towards the back and um, moved further out by other drow deck hands uh, to the front so that the ship can maintain a kind of copacetic uh, synchronization as the boats move congruently together. Uh, there is another dock ship that looks on par with yours. You can make it out. It's not quite uh, the wave cutter, but it is another drow longboat. Maybe a little nicer. Um, it has kind of metallic walls uh, instead of wooden ones and um, purple sails instead of gray. Uh, they are already dock, docked and you can make out drow kind of talking to each other, loading on materials to it um, as if they are getting ready to depart for their next mission. 
as you guys dock. Uh, go ahead and slide over to the right, Zach, to the bottom right map. Uh, you enter uh, in the southeast into a giant holding table that is um, holding platform that is suspended probably 50, 60 feet above the water. Uh, you can make out where all the skulls are, go to different areas. So this is the lowest level of this ship. Um, above you, you can make out other boats, uh, scaffolding, walks, ropes, and other drow kind of walking around. Some of them have been posted as guards. They're holding large crossbows. Um, you can make out other drow kind of holding, waiting for their time to depart onto their other ships. Uh, they're kind of standing at each of these um, walkways as if they are guarding their sections too. Um, far above you, if you were to look up these large tusk-like spikes that these ships have been mounted on, uh, you can make out other cabins where drow are kind of walking in and out of in between missions. You would assume that there's probably like a guest quarters or resting quarters. Uh, and in front of you is a table of drow who seem to be talking over a map. Um, the rug itself seems to be putting off this distortion. Uh, so as you kind of look at the drow, it's almost like there's um, like a heat wave, kind of like what you'd see in the summertime on the road. It kind of shimmers and moves and no sound penetrates out um, as they are kind of pointing and talking about moving these little figurine ships across the boat, um, this map that's laid out on the table. Um, Captain D will politely stop outside the circle uh, and await for him to be um, offered in. Uh, let's go ahead and do perception checks. Would you like that from everyone or just from one of yes, us? Yes, please. Ozal got a 10 plus potentially burns bonus. Yes, 18? burns bonus. Would, um, actually, I need to look at that. I think it's only saving throws. Marius got a... 29? I rolled a 27 with a, even with oh, the sure. disadvantage of being deaf. Well done. Uh, sorry, is there a bonus or not? Sorry. Uh, I am currently looking it up, actually, because I don't remember if it's just saving throws or... I think it is, yeah. Uh, then Zothis has rolled a 10. All right. Um, let's take a look. It should just be saving throws. Yeah, so it wouldn't apply to this check burn. Aura of protection. Sorry, the okay. ship was called oh, the Abomination. Yes, the ship is named the Abomination. Yeah, so it's just saving throws. Um, Ozol, you can make out a couple weird things. Marius, Burn, and Stolos, however, can make out a couple more. Uh, you are more drawn to the actual magic of this rug than the people sitting at the table. I will say, Ozol. Uh, it appears to be a cone of silence, if you will. Um, sound within the cone can be heard if you're standing within it. Anything outside of it cannot be heard. So even though there's a heated debate raging between what looks like a brain and a jar uh, here. Oh, come on, roll 20. 
and a flamboyant looking pirate over here, you can't actually hear what's happening. Uh, the other ones of you who have rolled higher than, um, what did you get? It was all 10 and Zolthus is 10. Uh, yeah. You can make out drow from different clans. Um, while they are kind of distorted to look at, they have different house colors. They are slightly different shades of color and skin. Um, some of them being this kind of ashen gray to like a purplish brown um, to just like a slate white. As well as a giant brain in a jar. Um, well, burn doesn't you, say colors. So. Well, yeah, there you go. Burn, good for you. <laughs> Accepting of everyone. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Um, they will wrap up their meeting and exit, kind of nodding towards each other, each going to a different um, walkway, if you will, uh, and heading out on their respective boats. Uh, leaving one pirate behind who will take the map and fold it in half, even with these little, like, wooden pieces on it, and the map just simply disappears. Uh, and he will beckon you guys to join him. Oh, come on, DM later. Catch up. We will join. Uh, go ahead and put yourselves on a chair, if you will. Old man. Psst, old man. Yes, my boy. I don't really know what's happening here. <laughs> Follow me. I will guide you, my boy. I will not let any harm come to you. I don't know why, but I trust you. You've trusted me for a long time, Bern. And I will you? sort of grab, <laughs> grab his arm and sort of lead him to the where we're at here. And I'll let him sit, and I'll stand next to him. Okay. You do that. Um, you are greeted by probably the most flamboyant drow you have ever met. Uh, he is wearing multiple colors. Red, yellow, purple, blue. It looks like a rainbow wrapped in black cloth. Uh, kind of this black long overcoat. He has a beautiful, beautiful eye patch over one eye. It has a stylized silver spider on it with spider webbing that goes across uh, the connecting uh, pieces, like uh, rope pieces on the eye patch. And this large plumed hat with this giant feather that is trailing multiple colors changing uh, as it starts at the quill and goes all the way out to the tip. Uh, he will take the eye patch from his left eye, lift it up, and switch it over to his right eye uh, as he crosses his legs and beckons you to sit. Um, you all take a seat. Uh, the other drow will come and bring food and drink. Um, it's relatively good. They give you hot mead, large plates of fish, uh, some crab, other you know, things like that. Salads included on the side are kind of made of like seaweed and kind of some really soft tomatoes as if they've been at sea for a while. Uh, as he says, well, Captain D, what have you brought us today? Um, and D will kind of explain the rundown of the day, how you guys helped him capture a dragon cultist from another ship, uh, how they had to use their webway protocol to escape potential danger and 
you know, the, the dangers that come with it. Uh, he will kind of look around the table towards Stolos and towards Burn and towards Marius. Uh, Marius, as this drow is talking, do you say anything at all? Being that you cannot hear him? No, I, I sit there rather quietly trying to read his lips. Is, is he tr speaking uh, the common tongue? He is speaking the common tongue. Am I able to understand what he's trying to say? Uh, would you like to make a check? Uh, perception, investigation? Perception. Um, yeah. Let's see here. With disadvantage, let's say... I'm going to say it's a flat roll, actually. Oh. Okay. A 15. 15. Um, sure. You can make out probably three quarters of what he is saying. Uh, he seems to be kind of smiling at you uh, in between words, almost as if he knows that you're kind of deafened. Sorry, hold on two seconds here. I'm changing ambiance. And he will introduce himself as Jarlaxle. Um, and he kind of gets, stands up and gives a large sweeping bow uh, and then kind of looks around the table. Go ahead and give me history checks to see how many of you recognize the name itself. Uh, so I need to bother with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you fail. You have no idea. Is Zothus rolls a nine? 18. Oh. 18. 17 for Ozol. A 15. Um, I will say Stolos and Ozol. Out of everyone at the table, you recognize the name as an infamous pirate and drow. Uh, leader of a mercenary group. Um, and quite notorious. The rest of you kind of have no clue, like, recognition-wise. Um, as to who he is or what he has done. But... Yes. Uh, you will also recognize that um, his last name is Banry, um, which ties into Drown Ability from the Underdark. Cody, we recognize this. Um, I know Captain Durden said that there was a Pirate King. Is this the, the Pirate King? Or is this, uh, I guess, what rank do we recognize this guy as having? Uh, you would assume being that he is sitting at the table and kind of handing out instructions to the other, you know, drow who have all left, that yes, he is the, probably the guy in charge. Um, Ozal will uh, bow and say, thank you, Drow Axel, for allowing us a seat at your table. Uh, he just kind of shrugs noncommittally. Uh, he'll grab his tankard and put his feet up on the table, leaning back into his chair as he sips from his beer, and he says... It is of no consequence to me. You are free agents helping out the lone drow. As he kind of gestures a hand over to uh, Captain D. And he says, uh, it is very kind of you to offer your services for free. We're always looking for volunteers, you know. Wow. Um, I don't know that I'd ask this, but looking at the map, do we recognize where the map, what the map represents? Uh, the map has been folded up. 
um, and is now just kind of a red tablecloth. He like, I, I described earlier how he picked the whole thing up, folded it in half. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. And then folded it back over, almost as if it's uh, concealment now. You can no longer tell it's a map. Uh, sorry for the. I don't have a red tablecloth for the sure. the map. Um, Ozal will say, um, I don't mean to interject on your meeting, but it seems some of my companions suffered some ill effects wherever it was that we were. He will kind of squint um, what looks like with both eyes uh, as he tilts his head with the eye patch eye um, and kind of look at him. He's like, yes, it's, uh, it seems to be that you do not fare well in the far realm, no? Uh, we have one who seems to be weakened, as he kind of looks at Stolas. Uh, one who is deaf, as he looks at Marius, and you can make out the words deaf come out of his mouth. And the one who has memory issues, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> he he will <laughs> laugh, like he'll like, sit up, like he's taking a drink of his beer and like spit beer out laughing. And he's like, ah, I don't remember <laughs> my first time. Well, maybe I don't. Old man, yes. what's he laughing about? <laughs> oh boy, my sweet summer child. Now, sort of are, pat burn on the back. Who are you? He says, <laughs> "I can purge the effects, but the purge can be quite painful." Effects of what? Is that consent? As he looks to you, Ozal. Yes. <laughs> Vern looks up at Ozal, super confused. Ozal for what? We'll look over and say, this might hurt quite a bit, my boy. Uh, he will kind of stand, uh, flourishing his cape as his chair <laughs> scoots back. Uh, he'll set his beer down gently, and then he gives it a quarter turn so that the handle is perfectly within reach when he sits back down. Uh, he'll dust off... His his cape and clothing. Oh. Sorry, dogs. Vera. Okay. Apparently, my wife's home. See, you have a couple old sea dogs on this boat. <laughs> exactly. The birds. Who are you, people? Wonderful birds. What am I doing here? Um. Sorry, my apologies. I was letting all the dogs out of my office. Um, he will kind of straighten his hat and his plumed feather and walk over. And he places a hand on you, Burn. And he says, do you know what your name is? My name is Burn Donbringer. Who are you? I'm an old friend. You probably don't remember me. It's been some time since we have met. And uh, he will pull a yeah. vial out from his... Uh, his inner jacket. He says, here, drink this. I bet you can't drink yours faster than I can drink mine. And he sits <laughs> down a, a gold piece on the table. Don't be so sure. Well, I think I'm good at drinking. Oh, Is it? Maybe Am we I? should find out. You're on. And he will pull out a different flask from his belt uh, and undo the top and he'll start knocking it back. Uh, burn follows suit. To try and win. Yeah. Uh, yours looks just like a tube with a stopper in it. His is an actual flask. Uh, he will kind of lean forward and close his flask and put it back on his belt as you consume the vial. 
Make a constitution saving throw. Constitution coming up. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh no. Nat one. That is a critical failure, which still equals out to a 10, I might add. But, uh, you know, you get God some damn, of your uh, constitution is high. Some of this. <laughs> oh, no. You knock it back, and everything that has happened in the last 10 minutes comes reeling into your foresight, almost as if you were walking through dark fog on a London street, and you can't really make out light posts, but you can tell there's silhouettes of buildings, right? Yeah, uh, which one's you begin... Jack the Ripper? Exactly. You begin to fall to your knees and violently vomit out this black ichor. Uh and as you look up, Ew. you see your friends. Coalesces into a black puddle, um, which Jarlaxle will lean down and pour his beer on as it begins to filter into the ocean below. Oh my god. Guys. Oh, oh sweet Stolas. Your Joey says, bird eyes. He would have loved for Burn to reject the beer and just be completely forgetful from everything for a long time. He's too dumb to know any better. <laughs> Burn just kind of just goes with the flow all the time. So, also, it's good to have he's you not going to turn down a competition. Uh, you see this strapping-looking drow who claps you on the back, and he says, Welcome back, Burn Dawnbringer. Uh, okay, should of... I make a history check now? Oh, no, because yeah. I would know who he is now. Yeah, go ahead and make one now. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you advantage on that check, being that you are no longer dumb. Uh, <laughs> while you're doing uh... that, he will pull out a rather large golden rod uh, that's encrusted with rubies. And he points it towards you, Marius. And he says, may I? Marius pulls out this golden staff for a second and taps his own side of his head, activating the staff of healing's ability of lesser restoration with two charges. Nice. And you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition affecting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Uh, you notice in his hand, he also has one. And he says, Malt. That's quite the rod you have. Malt. 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 Uh, much better. Well, Jarl Axel, now, now I can hear you. <laughs> he smiles. And he says, I guess I will take care of the bird. Uh, and he'll walk over towards you, Stolas, and uh, grant you a greater restoration out of his rod, uh, which will cure you of your ailment. Uh, Thank you, that twitch was really annoying. I can't believe I forgot all you guys. It's okay, Burn. Under the circumstances, I totally get it. Ozal will hold his chest and say, it broke my heart, Burn. Burn will throw a hug on Ozol and then wrap Stolas in his arms. But Stolas is so little, you can only see his little horn sticking out. 
Uh, Stolos, your feathers are rumpled after he just smothers you in a giant hug. Oh, of course. Now he's going to start preening. <laughs> nice. Uh, with that, Jarlax will walk over to his seat, uh, switch his iPad eye patch from his right eye to his left, uh, and kick his feet back up and be like, So, what brings you to my little corner of the ocean? Uh, Ozal will say, Heimdall brought us here. And, uh, well, we've joined Captain... Durden's our captain, right? Correct. Captain Durden's ship. And, uh, well, we're here to help you. For free? You just come to a drow contingent of privateers and offer your services? No strings attached? We're trying to figure out what has happened to Faerun. He'll arch his, his eyebrow over his eye patch. He says, and where were you before the calamity occurred? A land called Barovia. He nods. We were caught there through the mist. I have heard of this place. I know. Only tales. Something of gothic spires and sweet wine and even deadlier vampires. That it is. You got that right. Or Not was. Too was. Was. Ourselves well. He'll kind of like set his beard down and lean towards you. What do you mean was? We're trying to figure out what happened to that place. Uh, we were transported back to Faerun shortly after we handled the count that ruled that place. And now we find ourselves in what appears to be a hellscape of a room. He kind of nods. He says, well, you have shared information with me. I shall share information with you. Waterdeep has been evacuated. Are you familiar with the town? Very Two much of so. The Sword Coast. He kind of yes. nods. And he says, in fact, the only thing that is left of it, really, is the drunken drake, which they managed to slap onto a ship that kept the original sign. Um, they are now under our protection, and we strive to help the citizens as we can. Um, where else to start? The Lords of Hell have, have come to this place, uh, along with Tiamat and other... Terrible abominations, and we are trying to find out how and why. Hmm. And uh, as much as secrets are my trade, from what I have been told, the Lord of Whispers now sits upon the throne above Waterdeep, with a castle shaped like a skull floating Lord above of, the city. Lord of Whispers? He nods. Vecna himself and his court magician he kind of rolls his eyes. What kind of magician are we talking about? Some made up wizard from a land that never existed. Do you know his name? 
It's Merlin. Yes, Burn he's an old friend. Merlin is an old friend of mine. Oh. We encountered him last in Barovia before we were brought here. The land he's from was very real. Uh, there is no text to support that in this realm, but as you say, who am I to doubt your beliefs? It's where we're from. Hmm. How did a uh, group of privateers find themselves helping the common folk? He will uh, reach down under his chair and pull up a large burlap sack that he just sets on the table. And as it hits the table, gold spills across the table. They made it worth my while. That makes sense. Where there is calamity, there is coin. And where there is coin, there is Jaraxel. Um, Ozal will say, Captain, is there a place that we may rest for the evening? My compatriots yes. and I went from one area to another, and unfortunately we're a little bit weary. You may make yourselves at home in this space. I will make sure that none of my men um, bother you, but you will be protected. He said, the map room can be quite a useful meeting space, but I do not have any more meetings today. Unfortunately, the upper levels are reserved for exclusive members of Bregandy Earth, which, if you are looking to join, which I have a feeling you are going to want a faction on your side, we would have you. But membership is not free. You would have to prove yourselves. Ozal will bow and say, then we will. Okay. I will give you the night to think on it. Uh, food will be served in the morning and you can depart should you wish to join our little merry band. If not, I can take you to the nearest port. I leave the decision in your capable hands, Master Ozal. Thank you. And he will give a sweeping bow and uh, stand up and uh, make a performance check. Uh, Ozal's performance check is going to be uh, 12 plus Burns bonus, uh, 17. Uh, That's only for, saving, only for saving throws. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, just a 12 then. Uh, he will stand up and give you a slightly more exaggerated with 26 and much more flourished practice bow. And a sly grin with a wink. And he says, but of course, Master Ozo. He says, dirty. Okay, a little zesty. To my private chambers. Uh, would you require entertainment this evening? I believe we've had as much entertainment as we can manage, but uh, Ozo will turn to Burn and the rest of the party to see what they recommend. Zothis asks, what kind of entertainment? <laughs> He will uh, kind of sweep the brim of his hat any kind of entertainment that the master wishes. Music, women, wine, swimming through piles of gold, a bath. Can we keep the gold? No, not yet. <laughs> Can anyone Again. wax us? 
Oh, God. No. Caliban's not here for that to object. I don't agree. Um, he kind of tilts his head and he says, Is this something from your culture? You require waxing. Oh, no, that was just to... That was just... To, uh, that was more of a thought. Not to no, he said it out loud. Okay. He kind of, like, shakes his head back and forth. He says, I will see what I can come up with. And with that, he'll scoot his chair in, uh, pour out a little bit of his beer on the rug, knock back the rest, and set the tankard upside down on the table. Uh, as he walks across north out one of these uh, covered doors, he will slyly, kind of out of the side of his hand, almost as if he's fixing his jacket, dismiss the spell on the rug as him as, and Captain Durden will retreat to the upper levels for the evening. And with that, feel free to take a long rest as you are now safe. Food is brought down to you. Um, they bring down several candles for you, Zolthus, um, and a little tinderbox uh, with a message that says, hopefully you will be able to manage waxing yourself on your own, J. Like a giant J, like for Jarlaxle. And other than that, you are left alone for this evening. Uh, Marius, um, how are you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you, you go. No, I was going to say, uh, how are you spending your downtime? But Burn, you spoke up first. Go ahead. Yeah, Burn's going to find, or he's going to try and get everybody together, um, I guess, in the same spot. Um, so if, if they all agree to that, then. Yeah, I mean, how, how close do you want to be? Just, you know, in the same vicinity. Yeah, you're Oh, I guess we're we're in this meeting room then? Yeah, it it has been kind of converted. They will bring like oh, okay. as time passes, the day progresses, they will bring like a cot, uh or several cots for you guys to sleep on, some bedding material. Oh, okay. Um guys. Other than that, the room pretty much looks the same. Are these drow around us able to hear what we're talking about or No. They are kind of walking century. Uh, along the gangplanks and moving. And, in fact, anything outside of this room seems to be quiet. You can't hear the waves, even though I have the ambient wave sound on. Uh, there's no rocking of the ship. It simply is. Everyone, I lost my memory back there. and When I drank that potion, everything came crashing back and... We just jumped from one place to another, and what happened with Kranglis? Where is he? My little warrior buddy. That's a good question, and I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, it was all the same. I don't know. Marius, perhaps would you be able to send a message and see if they're on this plane? I uh, I do not actually have that prepared today. I will need to do that for after we have rested. Uh, I was hoping to actually try and send a message to Madame Eva as well to see if I could find out the status of the other Vistani. Vistani and see where they are. 
because they had left the plane of Barovia, or the the area of Barovia, before we had gone to our last fight with Count Strahd. Hoping they found some place of sanctuary. Yeah? Do you want to wait a day and rearrange your spells to do it in the morning? That uh, sounds like the plan. Okay. Is that our only option, Cody? As of right now, you could easily step outside and ask a steward for assistance if you would like to try and do something. Well, because they would have no idea. We got sent here by someone else. I mean, you could send for the master of the boat. If he's hmm. as well-connected as he brags. Actually, I also do have a... Uh... I have a piece of magic paper that Van Richten gave me that I can try sending to him. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull out that slip of paper and begin to write to him. Van Richten, are you alive? Have you survived? We seem to have found ourselves on the stored coast. Where are you? Roll me... An insight check as the message begins to come back. Um, and maybe standard intelligence. Have you seen Van Richten's handwriting before? I would say so, considering we okay. discovered his tower and okay. his yeah, yeah, research yeah. area back in the day. So give me an intelligence saving throw with Burns bonus uh, at advantage. You said you wanted insight first, though? or? Uh, Probably intelligence, then insight. Okay. Advantage, we're going to add plus four to whatever I roll here. A nice. 21. 21. And then insight is going to be normal. 15. Or, yeah, 15. The sentence structure comes back different. Van Richten is a very smart individual he has a doctorate by all means he's dr rudolph van richten a medical professional slash monster hunter as it comes back the handwriting as well is not as flowing and structured as the victorian era handwriting he would have normally had this kind of large looping elegant looking pen and quill handwriting in fact it comes back rather sharp jagged and the ink is not black or blue it is red and it says sorry marcius i am not currently on your plane busy vw VW? That's not Dan Rickman, then. No, it is what not. What do you mean? They signed VW. Who would we know that was VW in Barovia? His cousin, Van Wickden. <laughs> <laughs> they killed my dog. No, in fact, the letters in the past that you had seen kind of spread out across his table were signed RV for Rudolph Van Richten, or under another surname that, can we remember? Do you know? Rictavio. Yeah, there we go. Rictavio. Or Rictavio. 
Way to go, Ozol. You said the the initials were RW? Victor Whiskey. Yep. Cody, you said it was RW? VW. Oh, VW, okay. Um, If he was riding it, it would be Rudolph Van Richten RV or Rictavio, like a giant swirling Can can we can I roll a history check to see if we can't uh, remember that or maybe investigation? I will I will tell you this for free, Marius. Based on your rolls, this is not twenty Rudolph. Oh yeah, investigation. You Ozol, kind of gently look at the page that Marius is looking over, and you realize the scratchy letters almost resemble the infernal language uh, in the way that they are blocked out in common. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same slanted, jagged text. Uh, and you would assume that the red ink is probably some form of blood. Um, more specifically, does Ozol recall the RW, or is that a new... No, you you think that this is probably some sort of coded message from Van Richten, almost as if he is instructing someone as to how he would write a message, but not actually writing it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably is signs of duress. That something is gotcha. very wrong with him. Sure. Interesting. Well, thank you. I'll save... I won't write out the, more of the paper, because hopefully I could maybe try an, another message to him at a later time. Yeah, you can, like, rip off half the sheet if you want. Yeah, basically I'll crumple and destroy what has been written on, so that way what's left is still available. Yeah. Um, Are you just curling it up and throwing it on the ground, or are you going to burn it? I'm going to burn it. Out of curiosity. I'm going to burn it. Perfect. As you do, you hear the laughter. Very high very whimsical and then very demonic at the end almost like imps giggling in the dark as you burn the paper um wow interesting that's all can all of us hear that oh yeah it is fully audible as if you have severed whatever connection you had to the original piece of paper that was written on it Mm. those bastards what do they do to Van Wichten? Where we see. Is um, Ozo able to step away to, to do uh, some things? Sure, yeah. You have this whole room. Sure. Or you can go um, out on the deck if you want to do something else. Yeah, um, Ozo will cast, uh, or rather, um, Wind the Watch. Um, I, I do need to uh, have uh, a moment with uh, Magnus alone. Yeah. And uh, Good luck, Ozol. You, you glance around the room. So these red curtains are what separate you from the deck outside and this inner room. But you do see in the bottom left, the only thing that has a lock on it is a chest. Would you like to attempt to put the key and turn it in the chest? Sure. Okay. You do so. And the chest is roughly uh, four foot wide by three feet deep. It's this big chest. It's full of stuff as you open it. As you close the lid and put the key in and turn the key, you open the top of the chest and you can see shimmering portal 
that kind of coalesces into a stairway leading to your sanctum. And uh, I guess we can come back to me when everyone else has had a chance to do their rest. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We heard from Burn. We heard from Ozal. Marius, do you have anything else you want to do? Or Stolas or Zoltis? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Uh, Zothis will just enter his trance state and uh, sleep. Or, uh, he only needs to for four hours, so he's a bit less time just to uh, have to rest. And otherwise, he'll just uh, pace around the room as the others uh, rest as he waits for them. Marius will, go, Marius will go over and... Uh, Ritual cast, uh, Leoman's tiny hut, and create a space for us to go and peacefully rest and relax here within the area that uh, will block off a bit of the light here uh, as he'll go inside and begin to pray. So, contemplating and thinking praying to Helm about the actions that happened on the boat earlier with the Arcanomancer being sacrificed to this horror of a creature. Their existence and where they are and what steps they need to take next to best fix what is going on to all of the innocents here on this plane of existence. So, nice. I'll take my extended rest and pray. Do you mm. offer anything in tribute to, to uh, him? I, I do not believe I need to, as I have not spent any spells. Okay. Uh, um, I just need the time to forgive myself, essentially, for being a witness to that greater evil before. Yeah. And reflect on, on that action. Does Marius have any kind of like cleansing rituals? Like, are you using any incense or other than, or are you just meditating and praying? I actually don't have any with me. I haven't been able to resupply since our journey uh, out of Barovia, so I will need to find some at some point. Okay. Cool. Um, out of curiosity, from Dungeon Master Cody's brain here, the Lehman's tiny hut, does Marius feel like he is in danger? aboard this ship or is it more of just a secondary insurance just in case secondary insurance these are brand new people we haven't met before and uh they're suddenly offering us sanctuary within this place uh they seem unfazed by sacrificing one of their own so who's to say they wouldn't be willing to sacrifice us true true so this and plus i can make make the dome itself comfortable i can darken the area within so that way we can co rest comfortably without the light of the area yeah oh. that's her i was just curious where marcus's head was at but that's yeah thank you for your insight okay and with that i guess you guys rest as ozol climbs into the chest and descends down the stairs I don't think I'll ever get used to that. 
<laughs> the hut or Ozal's random portals that he can make? His random door portals. <laughs> yeah. Very quick question. That's my first time hearing the name Kranglis, right? Earlier when they were talking about them? Uh, you I would have actually... even mentioned before. I don't remember, sorry. He would have, you met, would have met them on the bro the, the bridge. Uh, they were at the the meeting of the the deities, if you will. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I thought they were teleported before that. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, I'm going to put you guys just so those of you who are, even though you're not here, I'm going to put you in the top right of this map, so you guys can see what is happening on the map as we talk about it. Um, oops, not it was all though. Was all you return to the same fractured state in which you left. You make your bounding hops across the floating rocks above the broken plane of your original home of Arcadia. And still stuck in their trance is Theparos. Floating in this purple, black, red powered orb as you can see the shimmering outline of Magnus's form i'm sorry you said theperos has now joined magnus in the center of this or they're just still next to uh magnus? they were originally their paw had been placed upon this sphere that is surrounding them and their eyes are the same color as this field that they are touching okay uh ozal um will call out and uh just one more time just to see if they're able to respond nothing happens they, uh, okay, even that... if you were to like touch Theparos or kind of have any of this wind that is coming from nowhere and really has no direction, it'll rustle the dust on the ground, but it will not move any of the fur of Theparos. Uh, Ozal will place his hand on the orb with Magnus and attempt to commune with him. Okay, you do so. And as you do, you feel your whole body go rigid uh, in doing so this warmth moves from this plane of force surrounding this construct of your friend in their semi-corporeal form and your eyes begin to glow with the same color and you two move your body stay in place but your physical spirit moves from this plane of existence to another You can see Theperos. Go ahead and scroll down. Oh, no, not this song. Wrong song. That's a great song, though. It is a great song. Gonna get clean. Actually, it kind of works. All right, we're just gonna leave it. We'll play with it. Uh, go ahead and scroll down. It was all on your map. Uh, keep going out and down. You enter another floating platform. You can see your physical body floating away behind you as you are on an isolated, rubbled castle. Theperos standing in the middle, Magnus's corporeal form fading into a large draconic figure taking up this rubbled chapel. What do you do? Um, do I sense, uh, or rather, do I feel threatened by this dragon? Uh, it is just kind of looking at Theperos, who is having this intense, like, standoff match. And Theperos will turn their head to you and be like, It's about time, Master Ozol. 
I apologize. I was delayed. And uh, Ozal will say, Is this Magnus? This is Magnus. Magnus, greetings, old friend. Uh, do they respond to that? Um, they're actually not facing you. They have this giant draconic form that is looking out across the stars. Its wings are kind of at its back, and it's sitting almost like a dog, like on its back legs down, um, front legs out, its tail wrapped around itself in this cathedral. Uh, it will turn part of its head towards you as you see these glowing red eyes across this gleaming, magnificent, obsidian-colored scales, and he will offer you just a non-committal nod as he will turn to look back towards Arcadia's fallen remnants. Uh, Ozal will approach and say, Magnus, I have questions. Uh, yeah, go ahead and, well, I'll let you put yourself where you want to be. Uh, Theperos will stay within the circle uh, where they are at. And okay, I'll move forward. Magnus's voice in a low rumble, almost a growl, says, Speak. What has happened to this realm, Magnus? The crystal was fractured, and this is not the way that we left it. This is what is left of my imprisonment. Merlin sought power, bound me to the crystal, and seeks to use me as a weapon. And I have chosen to not abandon you, nor have I chosen to leave, even given the opportunity. Though freedom would be nice. This is a construct not only of your mental stability, but of the fracturing of your power, Ozo. He has taken back what was rightfully his and left you in turmoil. Merlin mentioned last we spoke that I was his worst replicant. What did he mean by that? The Council of Merlin was created by Merlin as clones, as a contingency plan in an attempt to salvage Arcadia's once blustrous plane. He created constructs, which he imprinted upon them aspects of his own personage, both prowesses such as wisdom and Arconic power, sometimes strength, might, courage, and he spread them across the cosmos in an attempt to salvage magical artifacts, pieces of lost knowledge, and other fragments of power to save Arcadia. But what he didn't tell you is that the Arcadian race had died long before his attempt to save the plane of Arcadia. He is the last Arcadian. You were designed to be a replicant. You would die after sustaining too much damage in either battle or time itself. And you had extra bodies. Your consciousness would be moved 
and simultaneously wiped from construct to construct, body to body, in an attempt to keep you stuck in a loop of servitude. And that changed when you left Barovia. You broke the loop and started to become Ozal the Wise in name, but also in mind. You were no longer Merlin's puppet or servant to be told what to do or how to do it. And he did not like that. He thought when you freed him as from his prison that you were just following the orders that you were programmed with and the original design of his creation. In truth, you were immortal. You could not die. Your consciousness would simply move on and be rebirthed from jars where he had grown several clones of your body. That connection has been severed. You are no longer immortal, effectively. You have become your own being. And Merlin has taken back what was his. That is why the crypture, the crystal had ruptured. And now you stand before me in my true form, the third curse of Merlin, the curse of remembrance. seems that Tenebris is missing. Yes. He was originally imprisoned here and was willing to be taken under Merlin's wing. I don't know if they seek to grab another dream of the imprisoned beholder, but it appears Tenebris wanted nothing to do with you, Ozal. I would assume that they are probably with Merlin. Crystal, I have but a sliver of it. Am I still able to use it to its full power? You can. Nothing changes, Ozol. It is still, as always, your power to be wielded with. I am still here for you, though. I fear, and he kind of like shudders, that my binding is weaker than it was. I do not know how long you'll be able to sustain me in this plane. If I may ask, the history of the Tenebris, the Shard of Tenebris. Strahd mentioned that it was once his bride's. Merlin, I know, owned it as well. Were you also an owner of the crystal? In one sense, yes, and another, no. When Merlin first left, I think it was maybe his third or fourth time in an attempt to save Arcadia. He began to search deeper for power, and he created this containment device, a device that could absorb power such as the dream of a beholder or the machinations of a primal dragon minor deity such as myself. So yes, I am the guardian of this realm. Though I am no longer bound. I could simply ask you for my freedom. And you could release me. But to do so is to release a cataclysm upon the world that has not been seen since the first age. And as he says that, he will kind of roll his tail towards you. And, uh, 
it just the very tip of it, this massive tail just touches you and you receive the sight of Cathundrian, Magnus's true form. Um, go ahead and zoom out and to the right. I'm going to remove one of the barriers here. Oh, nope, just this one. And tokens, let's move you to here. You see Merlin on what looks like some sort of like sailboat or ship. Uh, it has this bluing, blue power coursing through it. And you can see the first age after the dragons fell and they were split into two forms. Uh, called the Primordial Wars, the war between dragons and primordials. A dragon the size of a small continent uh, sits perched above the realm of fire, and you can hear Merlin speaking to this dragon in the draconic tones, making a deal with Magnus, offering him not only premonitions of the future, but of the fall of the primordial dragon's race. He calls him the Obsidian Lord. He offers him a chance to preserve not only his essence, but his physical form if he is to help Merlin in his quest of saving his realm. The dragon laughs and scoffs back towards him, saying, I am mightier than you. I am greater than you. My power extends not only to mortal planes, but I am that of a god in this current time. Merlin would begin to show him using his powers of chronomancy, what the future would hold, the downfall of the primordial war, the enslavement of chromatic dragons to Tiamat, as well as the fall of his rare primordial brethren. And he will in fact tell him that he is the last of the obsidian dragons and that if he stays in the plane of fire, that it will eventually be ruled by the Jinn and other flame primordials and his time will come and go in the blink of an eye. So, Merlin devises a plan. He says, with your power, we can create you into what is called a genius loci, a literal magical archive. He says, all I would need you to do is simply shapeshift into the form of a man and work inside my archive. And he gestures to the crystal. What Magnus didn't know at the time is that the crystal was a prison. And once he entered, he could only be freed if the wielder of the crystal allowed it. So, he took shape into that of an elven man. He would help Merlin along his plan, not only shaping and learning knowledge from him, but being released periodically to be a force of nature, this quote-unquote wizard, who's actually a dragon in disguise, whose power was used to coalesce the dream of a beholder into the crystal itself. And with that, the vision will fade and he will return back to where you are. No, I put you too close. Um, Ozol will ask, um, what of the Council of Ozol? Where do they fit into all of this? You see, Merlin's story one that crosses all timelines. Arcadia was destined to be destroyed as part of the spell plague. Mistra could not have wizards wielding 
spells of 12th and 10th level, something in that range, 10th to 12th level. Powers that could make you into a literal god, let alone reverse the flow of time and create items like the Nethreal Empire, castles that could float through the sky, or scrolls that could bound gods. No, she could not have it. So Arcadia was always destined to fade into obscurity. Um, what was your question? I lost my train of thought. Holy cow. Um, I'm so sorry. Where does the... Um, that's okay, Magnus. Where does the Council of Ozol fit into all of this? Oh, yes. Thank you. This time dilation is beginning to affect me. The Council also go through a similar journey. Most of the Ozols are tested in the fires of Barovia, and then they either die and their mental ghosts or spirits can no longer reanimate as replicants into new bodies. They are trapped within the mists. So, they seek the next closest being. Because the plane overlaps in multiple areas, which is why you are known to Strahd, the spirits never leave. So they flock to one another. And they have created this hive mind that existed within the Realm of Shadows. A multiversal knowledge of Ozols. You are not the only one to travel this journey. Some fail, some succeed, some simply gain their own freedom and go their own way. Others are crushed under the heel of Merlin and undone. So the council is you in one sense, and in another, they use, and he will gesture to Thepros, beings who can reach beyond their own universe and touch minds in the multiverse to communicate. One final question. Where does Theperos fall into all of this? Theperos is a guide of sorts. They are a being of power who can help you along your path. In truth, this only ends two ways, and he will turn his whole bulk from looking out into the stars and tower over you. You either free me, Ozol, or you kill me. And Theperos takes over as your archivist, your genius loci, your magical diviner of sorts. Just as you hear my voice and hear my knowledge flow through when you ask to me to identify something, or you use an arcana skill and our minds link together for this archive, that is the role he will serve if I am to fall. Uh, I will have you zoom out one more time. And let me, sorry, a new layer thing here. I gotta do the lighting layer. I gotta take this off. Delete tokens. Uh, Magnus projects one final image to your right here, and he says, This realm can be shaped into whatever you need it to be castles, fortresses, lands, floating islands. It could become a society unto itself if you are willing, but you must learn to master its power and harness it. Otherwise, it fades. Thank you for all you have done, Magnus. And Ozol will um, 
work his way back towards the entrance and say, I will be in touch. And then he will exit the portal and enter the, um, I guess, the, the map room for his rest. Yeah. Uh, as you kind of walk back towards the bros, almost the spirit guide-esque in a way, uh, they say to you, well, I will remain here, keeping an eye on this one, until you make a decision as to what to do with him. Until then, find a way to center yourself, Ozal. Of course. And uh, Ozal will um, take his rest. Um, who are we at? Bottom right. Oh, we're at the right. There we go. Um, if I do a short rest, does that um, not give me a chaos point? Uh, it's only if you are trying to regain spell slots. You can long rest and not regain. Choose to not regain spells, slots. Excuse me. Um. Boy. Um. I'll I'll regain. I'll do a long rest and I'll report it uh, privately to you. And uh, yeah, that'll be uh, the end of my little story beat there. Okay, you climb back out of the chest, remove the key, uh, and focus your energy as you feel the weave enter with its twisted, shadowy perversion. Uh, please take one corruption point. Where should I log that at, or will that be logged on um, I Go ahead and put it in like Discord chat for loot. Sure. And we'll go from there. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Do you do you just sleep on one of the provided cots, or do you huddle up into Matt's little or Max's little tent of yeah, desire? Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, you see a slightly saddened slash frustrated angelic creature um, praying as you enter, um, and long rest. Um, Burn. Did you expend any spell slots at all? Uh, yeah, I think one. Okay. Are you choosing to long rest as well? Uh, to regain everything? Or, and if so, are you going to offer rites and rituals to Bahamut? Um, if I don't, then I don't get that spell slot back. Uh, if you do not long rest, there, uh, you, you excuse me, you can long rest... But, right. yes, you don't get the spells. So you get half your spell slots back um, if you don't offer tribute, which in this case really doesn't hurt you, if that makes right, sense. Yeah, you would still just get it back. But in the future, if you long rest and like choose to use a bunch of your slots, then no, you'd only get half back. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I kept using my, uh, what is that? Uh, Harness Divine Power. Or, yeah, harness to my yeah. power, so I got my spell slots back uh, during the fight, so. Right. Um, yeah, I just, whatever gets me my health back and stuff. Yeah, so you can long rest and just get half your slots back, which in this case is one. Okay, cool. So. Okay. 
you awaken to a new day as uh, light begins to kind of filter in ambient light uh, from above. Cody, um, can Ozol, uh, before the long rest ends, I'll ritual cast um, Find Familiar? Sure. Uh, Vor will reappear uh, in the form of the flying snake. And uh, yeah, that'll end my uh, my turn. Or rest, rather. Okay. Uh, you guys awaken with heavy minds. Um, Max, will you take that circle off for me? Of course I can do that for you. Thank it's you so terrible. much. I'm trying to figure out how to... This, so, uh, Roll20 got a new UI update, which I like and don't like at the same time. I'm still getting used to it. But, yeah. Uh, Jarlaxle will politely knock on the, the curtains. There is no wood for him to knock on other than the frame. So he will slam his foot on the ground, and the noise that comes out of it sounds like someone knocking on a door. Uh, and he will kind of peek into the curtains and say, well, good morning. Uh, he will walk over to his high-backed chair, adorned with kind of these golden filigree and a couple like swords and daggers kind of worked into the chair as accents. Uh, as he walks, one footfall is silent and the other makes a loud kind of heavy boot sound as he will sit down um, and food is rolled out to you. as fresh eggs and a slice of fat back, some bread. Smelly eggs. <laughs> um, and he says, so, I trust our ninth was restful. Kind of looks around at all of you. Ozol's haggard look and Marius's sad look. In a way, yes. Thank you for the, uh, I guess, resting area? Of course. But of course. So, you want to be privateers, yes? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm more curious as to why your men sacrificed themselves to travel that passageway we came here on. How much do you know of the drow? And he'll kind of, like, pull out a, a paring dagger and he begins to, like, cut an apple, taking the skin off of it. Uh, I'll admit, not much. I've been to the Underdark. Ah. So, you don't know what it's like to live in a society that is oppressed by your gender. The women are greater than the men you don't know what it's like to be taken from your home and have a, another drow home commence a raid upon it killing off everyone that has ever you have ever loved or ever cared about uh, I do. you don't know what it's like to and he kind of looks up to you as you say that and he'll kind of nod respectfully to you and he's like you, you don't know what it's like to worship a demon queen of spiders who truly really hates men, do you? One sacrifice of drow for the greater good is nothing compared to what these fine men of Brigandy Earth have dealt with. They are outcasts. In fact, once their family is purged or their home is taken from them, their name is not even uttered as if they never existed. And if you do mention a name of a house that has fallen, it is a capital punishment. So no. One drow's sacrifice is nothing 
compared to the loss of multiple members. And I have a feeling you haven't been here long enough to know that the raiding parties of dragons that come around are ancient. They're not some young green dragon looking to find gold or steal a maiden or devour a town and manipulate it through secrets and guile. They are servants of Tiamat themselves. So yes, one Arcana Monster for the greater good is a small price to pay. I'll take a bite of his apple. Uh, my people have suffered quite a bit of <sighs> discrimination at times. If you've heard of the Vestani. Oh, yes. Never before have I been persecuted because of my gender. But aren't you going to run out of those men eventually if you keep sacrificing them? As it stands, and he'll kind of grab this red tablecloth and flip it over in one smooth motion, the pieces that kind of appear, these like wooden ships and some figures of dragons kind of just coalesce as he flips it over. Um, and he will move the abomination from where it is at on the table to further out into the ocean. He says, as it stands, there is not much left to protect. This, and he points to a group of ships, is the Queldumoth fleet. It is what is left of the survivors of Waterdeep, and it is what we seek to protect. We smuggle black market items, whether they be magic or mundane, in order to keep them alive. They also pay us for it. But, yes, everything is running low, and pretty soon, if we don't get something that can change the tides, we will be just another soulless, mindless zombie or skeleton or lich that roams with Vecna's rule on the land. So I am looking for help for those who have the heart to do it. But yes, you're right, Marius. It is only a matter of time until nothing is left. But again, small sacrifices for great gain. We interrogated the dragon priestess last night and we have come up with some new information it is not for me to share with you at this time but perhaps another and again you don't have to join there are other factions and other people you could join perhaps the giants the primordials whomever even the dragons but that does make you an enemy Zothis uh, uh, looks up to the ca uh, privateer king and questions, are there any other conditions joining or leaving your group? All I ask is that you run errands for me from time to time and I will take care of you to the best of my ability. You will be directly in harm's way, whether it be smuggling or fighting, but together we have a chance to create a network that could definitely help the people of Waterdeep into something of normalcy. And if we need to go off on our own? You are free to do us? that. Hmm. Will we sail with Captain Durden? If that is your wish. He is quite the capable captain. I can only and speak he's... for myself. I am in. 
nods. Says, and you're down in our Canamancer, so you won't be able to flee until such time as we can train another one. I th think for now we will join forces with you to uh, to try and save those that are still surviving this place. He nods. That's two. What say the rest of you? He kind of will gesture with his dagger that has a, a piece of apple on the tip <laughs> to, to the rest of you at the table. I will join as well. Bird? He looks at you, Stolas. Where my team goes, I go. Giant? I'm in. Okay. He'll slam the dagger down in the middle of the table. He says, welcome, fledglings. I'm looking for something. This map is an intelligence of multiple people that we convene with to plot our next move. As you can see, I have teams deployed in separate areas, but I have heard told of a sunken treasure of four pieces. Now, we are not the only faction looking for it. In fact, that is why you guys brought me the Dragon Priestess. She knows of the first piece. It is a map. But not just any map. The map itself is a control key to what we are building. If you can bring me those four pieces, you will become members of Brigandiers and fully accepted into our fold. I will offer you food, shelter, intelligence, black market items, should you choose to purchase them, access to the Quelgdemoth fleet, and travel along anywhere on the Sword Coast. The more you progress through our ranks, the more you will be able to move and change and have more resources at your disposal. But prove to me first your value, and then I will show you mine. Uh, he pulls out what looks like a kind of a carved piece of wood, and it's a giant whale, and he slams it in the middle of the table. He says, this is our white whale, gentlemen. Find it, and either retrieve from its inside cavities the map, or kill it, bring back the meat. However, all we need is this first piece. Return to me when the job is done. Durden is waiting on the boat. And he kind of leans back into his chair uh, and steeples his fingers to look at you. The all map right. is inside the whale? He nods. Very good. Well, we must get going then. Thank you. And I was all will bow. But of course. And he offers you a sweeping bow as well. Should we re-perform it? Yeah, let's re do it. Re-performance. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Oh, no! <laughs> Ten. Ten. I got 21. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. That's funny. All right. You guys head back to the boat where Captain Durden is at the helm. Uh, you have the same drow crew. Um, outside of this, I'll take a second here before I put back ambiance and we move on to our next area. 
Uh, Jarlaxle will act kind of as a quest giver in the very beginning opening act of this arc. You may choose to stick with him for however long you would like. The more missions you do, the further you move up in Brigandy Earth, and the more resources Brigandy Earth is willing to offer you, whether that be a better ship, a better crew, uh, um, access to magic items, access to the fleet. Um, from there, you can either find another quest giver, which we can talk about kind of off stream, how that will work, and we can move on to a different hub, or you can kind of keep relations with Jarlaxle and uh, use him as an intelligence officer for what's happening around. Your goal, uh, to, to state plainly, is to find these four items, bring them back, and that will somehow help with the intelligence in this area. But I don't want to spoil too much. So, you head back to the ship. Is there any preparation you would like to make before leaving? Yes. Okay, laid out. Alright. Marius would like to cast an instance of sending. Takes one okay. action. You send a short message of 25 words or less to a creature with which you are familiar. The creature hears the message in its mind, recognizes you as the sender if it knows you, it can answer in a like manner immediately. The spell enables creatures with intelligence scores of at least one to understand the meaning of your message. You can send the message across any distance and even to other planes of existence. But if the target is on a different plane than you, there's a 5% chance the message doesn't arrive. I am sending a message to Madam Ava. I wish to know... <clears throat> or... Let's see here. Where are you? Are our people alive? We... We are on the material plane. P.S. Uh, Marius. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, go ahead points. and post that in in chat if you don't mind. Go ahead and hit enter. Um, Cody, I'm going to change out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm going to change out one of my cantrips um, message at the moment for uh, Toll the Dead. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to do that myself. Uh, Marius, will you roll me a d20? I can do that for you. 14. You are met with the voice of Rimiel, uh, the angel who is one of the watchers, uh, who has intercepted your message on its way to the Beastlands, uh, one of the upper planes. Um... The response you get back is Madame Ava is being temporarily sheltered in the upper plains. Your people live Rimail. Well then. I guess I need to prove myself then in order to free them. Well, 
let's figure out what to do with this piece that we must find. Did you want to send one to Kranglis too, or not today? Uh, not today, because it, it does take a uh, third level spell slot to cast. I will do that tomorrow. Okay. Well, you guys have three days worth of travel. No, Ozal, you don't have to reroll Portent if you're not using it. I think that's oh, okay. if you want to keep it, you can just keep it. Yeah, that's fine. If you'd Thank like you. to reroll, I will allow you to reroll twice. Um, you leave at full speed from the uh, the abomination as it fades off in the distance, and it actually changes course. <laughs> no sails. You're not sure how it works or why, or how it even floats. It's a structure that should not exist that does. Um, as Captain Durden keeps pace. Um, the first day goes with no incidents uh, whatsoever. The skies are clear. Uh, the seas are fair. And nothing happens. How are you spending your downtime on the ship? Other than kind of helping out where you can. Um... Ozol's just observing the ebb and flow of the tides. You know, just kind of enjoying being out of the oppressive uh, area of Barovia. Kind of hanging out with Vor. Okay. Uh, you notice a couple things during your downtime. The wizards can run their spell for about six hours at a time. Uh... So the first part of the day, if the wind is fair, the wizards are on deck, kind of resting, keeping an eye out. They are fishing for food as they go. Uh, when the winds or tides change against their favor, they begin to cast their spell and run out the oars. Uh, if they are not doing that, the um, wizards are casting mending spells on the boat to make sure that everything is in operating order. The ballistas are... The strings are waxed, the wood is reinforced, the metal is polished. It is a very tight shift on how things work. Uh, your expectations are to help with your strengths, so Durden will actually try and get to know you more, uh, sitting you guys down either in groups or one by one, explaining basic uh, seismanship or seafarmanship um, as to how the ship operates, how you can be useful. A lot of it is just carrying things or tying down ropes or keeping watch. Um, as he gets to know you day by day. Uh, if, you're, if you're going to be on my ship, I expect you to know how the ship operates. It's kind of what he drills in. Uh, also, he will take the time to begin to teach you Undercommon for those who want to learn. Also, I'd like to learn. Okay. Oh, me too. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, going to be really helpful, isn't it? Yes, that is the I, core language I, of the drow. I think I'm more interested in this hand symbols you use, I've seen on occasion. Uh, yeah, he will actually take the time to explain to you as well that that is a more advanced version of the drow language itself. It is literal drow hand sign language. So to understand the hand sign language, you actually need to understand Unercommon first. Mm. Kind of like American ASL versus like... Uh, Japanese sign language, right? It's going to be based off of your native tongue. I see. Well, maybe is your undercommon much further off than Elvish or Sylvan? <laughs> he laughs. 
He's like, you don't know much of our kind. We are polar opposites. Um, I don't know why my accent just changed for Durden. Oh, no. I heard Marius's and just adapted to it. Um, he says, we, where we are from, we are taught that the surface level um, elves are called fairies and that they are evil, despicable creatures who want to spread sunlight and joy. He says, you can tell that those tales are fake, but yes, we differ quite quite a lot. I see. Well, well, I'll try and learn your language, but I also believe I might become the favorite person on this ship as uh, I can create food and water. Oh. Your supplies like, will... will go significantly further with me aboard this vessel. Great. We... We our our wizards can help preserve food once it is here, but we, they cannot outright conjure it. Ah, you must travel with more clerics. <laughs> as uh, please allow me as I cast create food and water. Yeah. Uh, and I can do that as part of the the days. So I can create up to 45 pounds of food and 30 gallons of water on the ground or in containers within range. Enough to sustain up to 15 humanoids or 5 steeds for 24 hours. The food is bland, but it's nourishing. It, however, does spoil if it's not eaten within 24 hours. So this will help make our other food stocks last significantly longer. And the water stays good for a while. It, does not, it never goes bad as long as it doesn't get salt in it. Nice. Yeah, they uh they have three, four, five large barrels of water, um, two of which are empty currently, um, and you you're able to kind of fill one whole one up. I would say with thirty gallons of water, like a fifty gallon barrel maybe. Um, and he thanks you for that. The other one, uh, he just you summon boiled chicken. That's what I'm gonna say because the food's bland but nourishing. Um. <laughs> and they, they all kind of laugh and uh, thank you for your skill. Uh, that will go, that will go a long way on our boat, he says. Um, and yeah, you guys begin to learn an introduction into uh, drow under common, kind of sparse words here and there. Uh, syntax will come later, and eventually in your downtime, if you guys practice enough or uh, role play enough, trying to use the language to me. I will eventually give you the language as a proficiency, and then you can attempt to take the advanced version, which takes a little bit longer, which is Drow Hand Sign Language. Uh, but for now, you guys take one step in your downtime to learning it. Um, downtime activities are something you guys can work on on your own. Uh, according to the Dungeon Master's Guide, it is time plus gold, unless you are being tutored. So I'm substituting gold for ship work downtime. Um, so you can learn the language if you choose to. If not, you can attempt to learn something different that maybe one of these drow has as a skill. So if you're not proficient in being stealthy, they could potentially teach you how to do that instead of you learning a language. Uh, this is a theme that I want to carry out through the campaign, um, so you guys can learn some extra skills here and there without having to take a feed or something, or some extra languages, kind of the big one. Uh, yeah. So... Day one goes off without a hitch. Uh, uh, day two. Are course. there any fishing supplies on the uh, boat? Yeah, uh, there are two kinds of fishing supplies. There is a spear with a rope attached to it. It kind of has like a 
this rope that has been worked into not only the grip but actual notches in the spear itself for larger shallow fishing or nets for catching large fish, almost like trolling that kind of go behind the boat. Right, Zothis spends some of his, spends some of his time uh, learning some of the or practicing with the spear just uh, to during the first day of downtime, and uh, he also wonders if. Captain Durden has a brother in Tyler, and um, that's about all for the first day. That was hilarious. It's actually, it's pronounced T-Lar. Ah. Um, but yes, I, I do in fact have a brethren. Right. And uh, he doesn't say anything now, but he did note that uh, Marius mentioned the Vistani, who he did spend some time with, but uh, is a little too shy to say anything yet. Edge Lord. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. Uh, yeah, your your first day goes with no incidents. Uh, day two comes back around. Uh, does anyone want to do anything on day two? I, yes. Sorry, I don't know if I made it clear. I do want to learn Undercommon as well. Oh, yes. Uh, then you kind of spend time um, practicing with some of the other uh, drow who, while they do not speak common, can understand common. And uh, if you point to something, you're like, rope. They're like, blah, 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 rope. Or whatever under common sounds like. So. Yeah, I'll just continue helping out as I can. Okay. Burn? You're a big man on a small ship. What are you doing? Burn's taking it all in. He has never been i guess like on the open seas before so it's like a totally new world so he's like manning the the decks and the and the the, the sails and helping out wherever he can lift barrels do some fishing like whatever he could get his hands into he's doing it uh go ahead and place yourselves where you are on the boat as well because uh, you guys are currently in the hold, or the, the lowest deck. So wherever you want to be is where you are. I guess just kind of somewhere over here. Okay. Uh, Burn, the Dragon Cultest is still on board. Um, they, since I said he, she, last time... I did not definitely mess that up at all on stream. He, uh, his hands she. are bound. It's a he. He's definitely a he now. That's why I think that's what we. Or did we decide earlier. on? Did I? I said he, she, they. Did I ever decide off stream what it was? For who? The dragon cultist person that you extracted. I messed it, it was up a twice. She. Yeah, or no, earlier in the episode when they opened the portal. Okay, so it is definitely she. I'm glad I wrote that down in my notes correctly then. Um, she, they, uh, their whistle wow. has been taken from them, their dragon-carved whistle uh, that they blew into. Um, they are simply wearing a burlap sack and have their hands bound. Um, will kind of approach you uh, and, and speak to you in, in draconic just to see that they have kind of tested it on other people um, and no one answers back, but them Ooh, seeing your speaks. symbol of Bahamut on your chest, 
they assume that you probably know it, and they will say, Greetings, Mighty One, as they approach you. Uh, Burn says hello. They say, You are a rare breed. A, and this is, of course, in Draconic, a giant of kind, uh, perhaps a Goliath? No? I am. I did say priestess. Thank you, Abdulio. Are you from these lands? I'm not. Hmm. I, uh, I, I have heard tale of a <coughs> Goliath, uh, one of whom who fended off an entire village of invading bandits. They, with the help of their family, um, whose profession were bakers at the time, took up an oak cudgel and began to beat these men who were sacking their town. And in the coming days was hailed as a hero. Aye. But what the story doesn't tell is that his little brother was taken and he was never able to find him. And they kind of shoot you a sly look up. Who told you this tale? I serve many masters. Master Byrne. That doesn't answer my question. The question is, are you the one that he is looking for? The silver-clad paladin of Bahamut with a tragic past. I have been searching for my brother. And tell me, do they know of your failure or of only your success? I assume you speak of my comrades. Uh, she nods. They do not. Hmm. Perhaps you will get a chance to reconcile with him sooner than later. What is... He has gone quite far in our order. My brother? She smiles. Speak, Winch! Uh, as you, you kind of, like, yell out for her, Durden will look down from the top deck and uh, kind of wave his hand to the navigator who takes over, uh, steering the ship, and he will come down and he says, Prisoners are to be confined to quarters below deck. Away with you. And uh, she will comply. Was, she will shrug and comply. I was wondering why she was just walking around. He says, we still have use for her. I might have some use for her as well. Oh? You speak her tongue? I do. What did she say? She was talking about my past. Stuff that she couldn't have known. <clears throat> From what Jarlaxle has told me, she had a scrying spell that was active on her. Uh, they were able to make the spell stop functioning once she was aboard the abomination and interrogation was to commence. But whatever she saw or heard um, probably was reported back to her superiors. So uh, thankfully we have some magic dampening gauntlets or um, 
um, manacles that we have placed on her feet. Um, so she will not be able to cast any spells, but she's still a nuisance. Unfortunately, she's our nuisance. I plan on using her as shark bait or whale bait or whatever giant creature that you surface dwellers are hunting in the ocean. Good. I'd like to see what uh, comes looking. Probably put Durden down here if he's talking to you. He nods. He's like, We are about a day off from course from where Jarlaxle has asked us to be. So, in due time, you will get your recompense for whatever she has wronged you for. Though, her crest of the dragon is different from yours, so I assume that is where your animosity comes from. Well, she's also a prisoner, so I can't really take anything she says, you know, lightly. Fair enough. And with that, he will kind of shrug and clasp clasp you on your shoulder and return to his duties as captain. Uh, he'll kind of walk down the the ship, look at you, Ozal, kind of give you a nod and start yelling an undercommon towards the other drow, telling them to get back to work and to run out the, the oars and that. Uh, you're starting to pick up a little bit of the language. He says something about faster pace. Um... The word or sticks out to you. Sales. That kind of thing. Stelos, what about you? What are you doing on day two of your adventure? Well, Stelos loves the ocean. The wind makes it easy to fly. He's got sea salt in his feathers, so they get all puffy and majestic. And he gets to fish. Which is fun for him. It's more like a, a, a game. So that's kind of how he's contributing to the ship is uh, catching fish when he can, looking forward to eating them because they look so delicious. Yeah, he's just okay. having fun. The, the mages uh, kind of have this little metallic bowl that they set out for dinner time. Uh, that they take turns kind of casting fire spells into. Um, and they have learned to do it in a controlled way. Where Damage-wise, it wouldn't do a lot of damage. But control-wise, it's almost like evenly cooking this fish that they're steaming in, in like these seaweed leaves to kind of give it this uh, natural salty flavor on top of, you know, cooking everything so it's kind of crispy and hot. So they're, they're trying to get creative with what they have and... Um, they share s stories to each other um, in the forms of um, prestidigitation, uh, tales from the Underdark. They're kind of hard to make out, being that you don't speak fluent under common, but um, in the quiet hours of night, before you guys are you know, headed to sleep and Night Watch takes over, uh, Captain Durden will kind of translate for you about these, these tales of different drow um, and, and their homeworld, and you learn more about their culture. So. Very cool. Marius or Zolthus, anything from you guys? Uh, basically, uh, it's also uh, Zolthus has never really been on the ocean either. He's being a creature of the Shadowfell. He's mainly hasn't spent much time on the material plane, so he's. Uh, Enjoying his time on the ocean as well. Still uh, fishing 
helping out with the daily tasks on the, on the uh, ship. Um, during uh, some of the downtime, uh, Ozal will um, sit with Zothis and uh, attempt to learn some of his uh, backstory. Yeah, how do you, how do you approach him? He's kind of the shy, the shy lad of the group. Um, let's see, where's he at on the ship? Oh, at the front. Uh, Ozal will come to the front and say, "It's beautiful, isn't it, Zotus?" Yes, it's quite the view. Tell me, I believe you were acquainted with Islington. He is the brother of a good friend of mine. Are you familiar with Zanvin? Yes, there's uh, some time I've spent with Islington. He's a bit strange, but he has saved me from my service to the Raven Queen. Ah, the Raven Queen. Tell me, you've joined our party for what purpose? So this... I wish to bring some good into the world. I've spent much time working for the Raven Queen, gathering souls, and serving others. There is... I've seen much sorrow in this world and I also am seeking connection to my my bloodline, my parents. I've no little to I have little knowledge of them and I'm seeking their where they may have gone if they're even alive still I I know not what became of them. Where did you last see them? I only know of tales of them. I grew up as a street urchin. Um, there was a long period of time where I was working with groups uh, within the city of Midnight. Uh, you may know of it, but in the Shadowfell there's the City of Midnight is one of the few cities that actually has a more permanent place in the realm. And spent many years of my childhood um, in the streets of that city. Gloomrot is the more common name. But I spent that time in the streets and Unfortunately, do not know much of my parents. And I wish to seek, uh, seek out their my lineage. Well, hopefully, in some way, we may be able to help you. Your combat skills are most impressive. I look forward to seeing you in battle more. Yes, your group is one of honor, and you have. With defeating Strahd, the good and bad implications of that have traveled far within within the Shadowfell, knowing that that realm was one that thought could never be destroyed. 
Uh, Ozal will ask, um, do you have any questions for me of this? Hmm. At this time, I'm just taking a lot of it in, but, uh, you seem to be the group's leader there. You seem to be their, their rock. In a way, I think we all bring something special to the table. Ozal of the Jets. I don't want to be cocky, but yes, that is the unofficial team name. Um, perhaps you, you might say. And you have spent much time in the material plane, it seems, as well? Yes. Um, this realm is not my home, but I've been here very long. Unfortunately, my home was destroyed many, many moons ago. My people are all but gone, scattered across the multiverse. But yes, this is my home for all intents and purposes. And Burn, he seems uh, somewhat of a uh, gentle fellow, simple-minded, but... How did you come to meet him? I've known Burns since he was very young. It's a long story, perhaps better told than other time, but in a way you could say I've helped raise him. Stolas uh, I've known as well for a very long time. And there were others in our party, but those two are all that remain. In fact, Burn and Stolas um, were good friends of Zanvin. I'm sure perhaps you may have heard, heard tales of their adventures. Marius is the most recent of our surviving party members, but yes, perhaps Burn will tell you the tale of how we met. It was a very long time ago. And Marius is a newer addition? We've known Marius for about two, two years. Um, with the time dilation, I suppose you could say about a hundred years. But uh, yes, he is very powerful. Mm. So you Should know you ever... him well. Very much so. He is a very powerful cleric. If, if ever you fall, even through death, he can bring you back. I appreciate the warm welcome. Of course. And Ozal will place his hand on um, uh, Zothus' shoulder and say, We will help you find your parents, Zothus. It was nice to speak with you. And uh, Vor will land on Ozal's shoulder, and Ozal will return to the uh, Or. And uh, I think Marius. Or? There's no women on board. The Or? The or? Sorry. <laughs> I, I give uh, Ozal a, sh a, s a little bow and uh, as he leaves. Um, actually, uh, Ozal... Yeah, okay. We're good. We're good. The, they're all male, correct, right? Most of the people on the ship, right? Or all the uh, drow, Yes. Sorry? So one, one of the big things you learn about drow society is that it, it is a female-dominated society where women are 
greater than men, uh, just how they're written in D and D. But yes, uh, Brigandy Earth is solely a male outcast society that has banded together. Some um, are Drow who have lost their home and have found a new home. Um, some are surviving Drow. Some, you know, infiltrate from you know different areas. The Underdark is a big place. It spans. The same amount of continents that you have above, there are fractures and factions under the earth uh, where the drow live. So, yes. Cody, just, or I guess, so this also, just to confirm, when you become a ghost, are you invisible or are you visible still? Uh, you would be like on the astral plane, but it depends if you're manifesting in the material world or not. And it depends whether you're in darkness or mists or, you know, there, there's different ways that they can be shown or not shown why do you ask uh i have a potion of greater invisibility i was going to give to them but i don't know if they if that would be of benefit to the ghosts uh, no to zothis to me yeah i believe it would because i i can still be seen in ghost form if um i think if i'm close enough to someone sort of thing okay so ozal will fully, uh, yeah gone through that yeah before he leaves the conversation he'll pull out a potion of greater invisibility and say when you drink this, you will become invisible for one minute. You can do anything in that minute. You can attack, you can hide, you can... Yeah, sure, of course. Um, use it wisely, so this. And uh, then I will go back to the ore. And uh, I think Mario said he had something as well. Yes, I did. Uh, I was wanting... On the next, the second day, after I had to recover my spells, I would, of course, cast another Create Food and Water for the crew. But primarily, the big thing I wanted to do was send a message to Kranglus. <clears throat> Kranglus, where are you? We have arrived at the Sword Coast. Are you okay? Can you meet us? P.S. Marius. Um... Solos, do you want me to handle this? Or do you want me to give you a rough idea and then you can robot voice it in a way that you see fit? What would you like to do? Um. Your limit's 25 words. Yeah, go ahead and uh, kind of give me an idea of where Kranglis is and I'll try to make that work. Yeah, as we, we pull back the camera lens, Michael Bay style, coming above the ship and fast traveling across the sea there's waves and birds maybe something collides and explodes because it's michael bay lens flare. Um, lens flare thank you thank you thank you uh and then we zoom in on the quell de moth fleet you are working on a boat uh you have set up your own shop and have been um uh employed for lack of a better word as an artificer in the fleet um, you were given instructions by Heimdall to essentially help in any way possible, but you were specifically given uh, instructions to help those on the fleet who are suffering. Um, so yeah, you are surrounded by this floating flotilla of boats that make up this floating town uh, and have set up their own shop. Take it away, Kranglis. As you receive this message, it comes in through your antennas and down your robotic nerves and electrodes as it juxtaposes itself in your cognitive mind. And you said it was called Quell de Moth? 
that is how I would interpret it. Um, I can spell it out for you here if you'd like for me to. Sure. Yeah, can you put uh, it in chat? Yeah. It's capital Q U exclamation, not exclamation point, little thing that floats above letters. I don't remember what it's called. M A D. Yes, thank you. O S F A N D E L M A H F A N F L E E T. I put three E's in there. That's my bad. Oh. <clears throat> Would Zothus know what this is? This place? No, this is a strictly new place. They're the uh, l remains of people from Waterdeep. The, uh, like, refugees from Waterdeep. Yeah, so the, the main idea behind the flotilla before we even get to it is that the, the refugees have been taken under the wing of Brigand the Earth. They are kept alive by having their each of their own vessels which each serves its own purpose some are small as like two two boat fishing vessels some are whole floating inns some are galley ships some are swoops uh they find a place where the wind is dead they will roll up their sails and each of them has wood ropes and other devices to connect these ships to create what is effectively floating islands of cities that spread out through there when danger comes and Bregandiath uh, can warn their ships. Um, they unmoor everything, roll out the uh, um, sails and or oars and take off as fast as they can in multiple directions, scattering, figuring that smaller or bigger ships may be hit, but more of them can survive because there's so many people going in so many different directions. Uh, and then through means of communication, they just keep reforming back into it. Uh, and they keep on the move, which is what keeps them safe. You have been stationed aboard uh, a large dwarven galley ship um, that's sole purpose is to create um, and repair items, whether magical or mundane. Oh, dwarves? Cool. Yeah. And they kind of, uh, the, between the dwarves and the gnomes, they have these big mechanized steam-powered ships that kind of steamroll around and do cool things. Okay. Well, um, Kranglis replies. Sullenly, in the law flotilla, alive but dead inside, Running a small shop. That's the reply you get, Marius. Well then, at least he's alive. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Is that I'll what pass, you tell the group? I'll pass that message on <laughs> to everyone else. Kringlis is alive, but dead inside. Mm -hmm. Burn, how do you take this news? Uh, Burn's pretty sad to hear that his his little mech buddy is sad, but he's relieved to know that he's, um, I guess tasked with helping. He's doing his part while we're out here doing ours. All right. Uh, 
anything else, Marius, that you want to do on day two before we jump into day three here? Or take a break, yep. then jump into day three? Okay. Uh, with that, we are going to take just a quick five minutes. Um, those who don't need to go potty or don't want to take a break, I mean, feel free to say hi to chat, read off some names. Uh, we'll be back in roughly five. Our timestamp is 239.45. All right. See you in five. Oh, man. <laughs> Cranklist is totally dramatic. <laughs> yes, Abdulio, <laughs> women were offered. No one took up the offer, though. Yeah, poor Cranglis is there just working away. Yeah, he's sad because he doesn't get to kill things. It's like what he's designed for. So running a shop is a little weird. Meeting dwarves, though, is cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> Gotta learn a few things. Actually, that'd be. I wonder, can they teach you anything? I don't know if that, how that's gonna work. I guess we'll find out. Because it would be really cool to have, again, Kranglis able to, you know, create new items for us, which is always fun. I was going to say, the abilities artificers have, I am only have a little bit of knowledge of, but yeah, some of it's very cool. Yeah, it's, it was fun running... Um, the campaign with Kranglis at a larger capacity because they have such cool abilities, but they're mostly like support abilities. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was really fun. Uh, and a lot of the uh, spells and such that you can learn later on just get even more epic. I say there's. I definitely need to look more into those because. Yeah, I haven't, I've heard a bit about it, or read a bit about it, sorry, but yeah, not, not enough. I actually don't have our YouTube chat up, but hello everyone. If there are no, Abdulio says, makes me think if there are no women, would you have been served traps? I don't know. I would assume there's there's some sort of uh, they probably have women of the night. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a polite way to put it. Julio saying the Eldritch Spider Dimension made them think of the event of Event Horizon and how Warp Tech worked in that movie. I don't think I've seen that one. I me either. I don't I don't remember that movie. Jeez, the images from I'm looking at Google images of it. Jesus. I'm back. 
What happened? Back. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Event Horizon, 1997? Oh, yeah. With, uh, uh, I believe it's, um, what's his name? There's two uh, people you're probably thinking of. Yeah. He was Merlin. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Got Jurassic. Yeah, Jurassic Park guy. <laughs> yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne apparently was in it too. Yeah, it's horrific. I was going to say the picture. <laughs> it's a strange horror movie. That warp tech is like the spider dimension. Yeah, why are we, why are we talking about that? Uh, Abdulio brought it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy movie. Usually anything with space is kind of crazy. I was just looking at uh, today where um, Voyager 1 and 2 are in relation to us. Oh, God. It's like, what was it, like 20 billion miles away or something? I was like, goodness yeah, gracious. They're, they're not even a whole light day away. Uh, 38,000 miles per hour is their uh, current speed. I was very impressed. <laughs> but when you look at the map, like there's like 3D um, kind of interactive maps on Nessa's website. It seems so, cool. so close, but honestly, it is not. <laughs> Forget when it was. It was a couple of years ago they left the sun's, like, heliosphere, which is, yeah. like, the sun's influence. And like, they, uh, yeah. like, last year they did. And they went into, like, the winds Heliopause. Of, yeah. Uh, what do they call it? The so They left our solar winds and went into, like, deep space I'm back. solar yeah, winds. Yeah, so the... the the solar winds, like the influence of the sun, is the heliosphere, and outside is the heliopause. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, it's technically deep space. Very <laughs> me cool. And, me and Dini just watched the thing about it the other day. Yeah, there you go. The sun's solar wind is stopped. Cool. Didn't they get some, they got some sort of readings back from it, but there weren't there wasn't a whole lot they could gather from it, I believe, yeah. I think we're just waiting for a max right. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so outside the sun the flow of the winds are slower, apparently. <clears throat> Love that role play. There, bad fish, those are fantastic. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he's a master at roleplay. Haven't you seen OxPD? Wow. He's also a great fisherman. I think you might say he's a master baiter. Wow. Years of practice. <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you're an angel. He is. It's true. I try, you know. You try I mean, he literally work. is an angel. Work on that. Yeah. We've got one more level to go. 
Oh shit, okay. <sighs> this is fun. I love D&D. I miss this so much. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good session. Definitely. Oh. I'm excited for this combat. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh. In the event horizon, when you warp through space, you go through an alternate dimension implied to be hell to get to your destination. That's 40k. Forty K lore is awesome. Dude, too. that movie is awful. That Sam Neill movie. Ugh. Oh, oh there you go. Warhammer That's what he's talking 40K. about. No, I know that. Yeah, that warp. Oh. There you go, Julio. The Sam Neill movie. Zach right. says thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> the Oxfather himself. Uh, apologies, I was grabbing something to eat super quick, and I am back. You're good, bro. Um. Is everybody back? Yeah, good to go. All right. Well, let's cue the bow music then, and I will set said scene. What? I'm thinking Cable Guy. Larry, specifically. Let's go. We got some horns. Per the advice of our friends, we have made a smaller battle map. Uh, these are 10-foot squares, I believe. Yeah, let's go. You reach a spot of ocean. And as you get there, you hear it. Well, you feel it. You remember that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where... Kira Knightley drops in the the coin and it hits the water and it sends a pulse out. It's kind of like that. The like waves go dead. <laughs> yeah. The wind stops. Birds begin to circle. The oars are rowed out. People man the guns. The captain yells full stop. And he waits. As that occurs, you hear a and a dark shadow swims under the boat. Roll initiative. I've, I critically failed my initiative roll. Oh no. Oh, I have to hit the actual button. Hit the 200, baby. Oh, Oops. so can I roll it again? <laughs> Oh, no, oh Stolas critically failed too! Uh, Zothis with a 17. Ozon with a 17. I got a 1. Marius has 17.1. Stolas has 4.17. Ozol has 17.12. Zothis has a 17.2. And Burn with a 1.1. So I can. That's three sevens. That's lucky. So I think Seventeen. What are the odds that. of that? Yeah, Why can I... Oh, I didn't clear the list. Hold on. Remove all turn orders. Clear. There we go. Uh, go ahead and roll again and then just add in your original thing. Sorry. I got like the same thing again. That's amazing. 
this down. Cody, how do you want me to frame up this shot? Like this? this is fine? Uh, wide, <clears throat> if you will, please. That's all we needed. There's that. Why is this not working? Second, sorry, Rule Twenty is taking a shit on me here. There we go. Okie dokie. Holy shit! Hey. <laughs> yeah, holy shit is right. However, it's a sperm whale. I also named it Free Willy. Just uh, just for fun. It is currently 80 feet below the water. Okie dokie. A shadow passes near the boat. Uh, 80 feet down in the water, you can make out this colossal sized whale uh, it is off the charts in size compared to what you guys are normally hunting and there's a few ways you can approach this battle ultimately your goal is to find and retrieve the map there's a couple ways you could do this you could outright kill the whale fishing vessel you have a harpoon gun on the front you have two ballistas on the front as well uh, you have Captain Durden and crew um, who can help out in special ways that you want, plus y'all. I'm going to say that the crew, their job is to basically... Um, <laughs> you can get eaten, Dean. That is what I was leading up to, yes. Uh, your job, ultimately, is to retrieve the map. However you'd like to do that, you may do it. Uh, combat is one way. Trying to get eaten is another. I do not have a guarantee... That you will come out if you are eaten. Just as a wow. heads up. Well, I can't come my way out. <clears throat> um, no, because the whale has a damage threshold. So, I have basically made it a large underwater ship in terms of game mechanics. Um, which did not translate well, so I will be rolling dice and I have pen and paper on my side for the actual whale so here we go um Zolthus you are first alrighty uh So currently, I guess I'm uh, near to the back of the ship. Um, I'm going to, on the kind of raised uh, 
deck on the back there uh, with Captain Durden. Uh, okay. What's the range? He's... I assume that none of the ballistas or anything like that can shoot down 80 feet into the... Like, it's just going to not do anything if it hits the water? Correct. Spells, okay. maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have to, I guess... I don't know if I can hold action. I don't know. If, but basically, I don't have a whole lot I can do at this point. Sorry. Yeah, so a rough rundown of what you can do. Um, you can attempt to make a shot with, if you have a bow, something like that. Um, anything below 30 feet, I'm going to say with a small arms weapon, such as a longbow, shortbow, crossbow, probably not going to do a whole lot. Now, if you use a ballista or the big old harpoon gun, different scenario, right? Um, so, yes, you can hold your action if you want to. Um, just put a little marker on yourself. You are first in initiative line, so you have to use your turn before burn goes. Uh, otherwise, you have basically held your action too long. Okay. And you lose yeah. it. Uh, I'll do that for now and uh, ideally wait for them to come within ballista range, uh, come up to the surface. Okay. How are you holding your action, if I may ask? Uh, I would... I guess I don't know how, how would I describe that exactly? Would I be, like, I can, um... Uh, if, then, because would be your triggers. Oh, okay. So, if the, uh, creature comes to the surface, then take a shot with the, uh... I think the ballista is a better choice. Okay. Yeah. And are you commanding the ballista officers to fire, or are you yourself wanting to fire? I have the ballista officers do it. They're experts. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, that is your held action. That sounds good to me. Ozal. Old Zal. The wisdom. How would you like to proceed? my friend. Yeah, so he is quite far. Very, very far. So, um... Boy. Uh, o Oz Ozal is going to, um... Boy, that is... That's a, that's a big whale. It's a big fish. Um, Ozal is going to throw ten silver coins onto the deck and cast animate objects. Uh, they will animate into the coin boys, and Vor will scoop them up and fly thirty feet in the air. Well, I guess he can go sixty feet, right? Because he could dash another thirty, Cody. Sure. Okay, cool. I'll do that. I don't know if this is going to go how you think it's going to go. How so? I I mean, you could try it. But I don't know. 
So with the damage threshold, you're going to have to roll each attack individually. I don't know oh, that you have the damage to I actually see, meet yeah. the damage threshold. So I, it's a really cool idea in situation yeah, it okay. could yeah, work. Can I, I guess... Alternatively, you could try to have Vor get eaten and then have them try to get the map. But there's also the whole distance thing, and I, I don't know how well it's going to work out. So... If you want to stick with your action as stated, you can do it, but I don't know that it's going to go the way you want it to go. So, I mean, I guess even if I'm casting, like, a Fire Bolt, I have to meet that damage threshold, so really the only way I can damage it is with, like, Lightning Bolt or Fire Ball, correct? Because th those aren't, uh, those are relying on his spell save, correct? Um, yes and no. So to deal damage with the damage threshold, you have to meet or exceed the damage threshold of the creature or object. Uh, in this sense, I have given it an armor class um, that also acts as its damage threshold. It's not super high, so it could be mm. done. But with knowing the damage of the coin boys plus their bonus, I don't know that they can actually meet the damage threshold. Okay. Um, yeah, let me... I guess if you don't mind. I was, yeah, like, go yeah. ahead. I, sure, so that's why you know, I'm here that. to help you make sure. So, um, I guess Vor will still fly 60 feet up in the air, uh, and Ozal will hold a Toll the Dead, um, if the, uh, or rather a Mind Sliver. If the creature, uh, enters within 60 feet, then he will, uh, have a Mind Sliver cantrip, uh, cast upon him. Okay. And Sounds that is the end of my turn. Marius of the Radaris. Hmm. You said this this whale creature hasn't surfaced yet, correct? It has not. You can make out its gigantic form under the waves. Monstrous in size. Does it look like it's heading this direction? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll begin to fly out. Uh, how big are the squares currently on the map? Uh, ten feet. Okay, so... Uh, I'll begin to fly out 30 feet so far, so I'll go 10, 20, 30. Uh, I'll actually double oh. move out that way. Marius, move yourself one more square out, because you're... From where you were standing on the oars, yeah, that's probably more accurate. Sure. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll continue to move, and I'll use my, my action to dash and go another 30 feet, so 10, 20, 30. Nice. And that is it for me. Okie dokie. Uh, Willie's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how high in the air are you, Marius? Just above the water, not touching it. Okay. When you say above the water, how high above the water? Like, give me, like, a number between, like, like five foot squares. Like, five, ten feet? Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you down as ten, if you're okay with that. Sure. And with wings. Because that's probably what you'd be if you took off from the surface of the water and swells and all that. Um, the whale itself begins to move towards you, Marius. And then lunges out of the water. I have 120 feet of movement. Uh, as long as I move at least 
40 feet. I can attempt to make an athletics check. I have 27 for my athletics check. And I'm going to attempt to attack you as this monstrous creature jumps out of the water and opens its mouth towards you. Uh, I just have it here as an attack, but now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's probably more of a dexterity saving throw on your end. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and roll it. Um, let me come up with a DC here. Let me roll a dice and... Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. Uh, normal roll, dexterity saving throw. A six! <laughs> you see as this bigger-than-your-ship whale opens its mouth and Marius just disappears. The downfall to this is it goes... 50. That's where my movement ends. 30 foot arc. Lands on top of your ship. Um, That would have triggered uh, both Ozal's action and then um, also Zothis's action? Yes. So I will allow you to resolve that. Marius, um, I got some damage coming your way too. Okay. So for Ozol, um, you have a DC 19 intelligence saving throw uh, for 10 psychic damage. Um, let me ask you this. The sure. Free Willy has a limited magic immunity. The f whale, I don't want to describe what creature I'm using... The whale is immune to spells of 4th level or lower unless it wishes to be affected by them and has advantage in all saving throws against all other spells and or magical associated effects. Can trips are technically level 0. That's I'm going to just so then you give would myself become, yeah. advantage on the saving I mean, throw instead of I being would, immune to it. I would say you're immune to it. Um, I would think so too. Um, cantrips are level 0 spells for game purposes. They're below I'm level going one, to so. choose to roll. Okay. I just want a fair play. I, I, I would agree that they would be immune with that description. Um, I rolled a 7 minus 4 for 3. Sure. So you'll take 10 psychic damage. Okay. Although, um, if I may ask, technically, cantrips would now be considered level 1 spells, right? Because of the uh, plus... Oh, well, no. I don't want to not, not Starting with level 1 yeah. spells. Yeah. That probably, I should probably rewrite that, but yes. Okay. I'm going to sure. say cantrips are just cantrips. Sure. You'll just take 10 psychic damage and then whatever damage uh, Zothis would roll if, if he did hit. Uh, yeah, Zothis, go ahead and um, roll me 2d20s and add 10. Do I have to do a special roll to add 10? Uh, nope, I'll add 10 on the end. Over we'll just here. do that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 14 is not enough. The ballista bolt goes wide. As they uh, see the whale bearing down on top of the ship. Um, I don't know if I can do this as part of my action, but can I ask the group something? Sure. Are we taking this thing alive? 
don't know that we have much of a choice at the moment. It seems to be dictating the battle so far. Okay. Uh, with that reply, uh, you, Marius, the whale opens its mouth, and you can make out razor-sharp maw that goes all the way down its throat, almost as if these teeth are meant for breaking up ships. Its two underfins look like giant fleshy flails. There are these red kind of bulbous spiked appendages that come off at the end of the flipper. And you can see a plethora of scars and harpoons and just battle damage to the outside of this whale that this whale has tangled with enough ships to know what it is doing. Uh, you take 22 piercing damage as you are swallowed whole um, and you will continue to take it until you move out of its esophagus, uh, which is at least one full turn of movement at your current move speed, unless you have an associated effect you'd like to move while in its gullet. One moment, sorry, I'm moving in oh, you're to good. do my, my, my minus two points. I'll put it right back. Here, I will uh, there we go. just move it to map layer here. Move. That helps. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Okay. Uh, is it is back to my initiative? Uh, you had a held action, I believe, yes? That needs to be resolved? No, I double moved. Oh, okay. Uh, then no, I will finish out the rest of my action here. Uh, it comes down on the front of the ship as it re-enters the water, and these giant fleshy appendages that I was talking about batter the ship itself. Uh, my attack roll... Oh, that is more than enough to hit the damage threshold. Uh, you see as the front part of the ship takes damage. So, I need Burn or Stolos to roll me a d4. Four. And a four. Okay. Would you rather the Ballista or Harpoon Launcher take damage? So we have two ballistas. This would be the starboard, I believe. Or well, harpoon, harpoons catch it, right? Harpoons shoot, yeah, to like troll behind. Alternatively, you also could take damage to the hull instead of either. So I guess three options. Uh, I guess the hull. I am assuming okay. it's stronger. Yeah, so you have 300 points with a 15 damage threshold, which means I need to roll at least 15 damage for the ship to take damage. I rolled 52 points of damage. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to take 15 off for that since it met the damage threshold. Um, okay... Uh, which means you drop to 263 total hit points on the hull out of 300. Also, I need Ozol and Burn to make dexterity saving throws as the whale impacts into the ship and begins to submerge itself back under the water. Do I get Burn's bonus for this? Yes, you do, because it is a saving uh, throw 18. within 10 feet. 18, 13 plus 5. Okay. 
Um, yes, that's enough. Burn, you got 12. That is also enough. I was looking for 10. Okay. And it stays safe. There's token. Um, the whale is now at zero. Because it has just re-entered the water and used its total movement. So it is submerging under the waves as Stolost, your turn goes off. Okay, so, um, I guess, can, can you explain that I'll thing about right the here. spells again? Like, I have to have at least, like, a level four spell to... Correct. It has limited damage and immunity unless it wants to take damage. Uh, which I'm just rolling odd or even on my side, uh, which I'm treating as a yes-no dice. Why would it want to take damage? Um, do you want to know the actual reason behind it? That just sounds Or do odd. you want me to tell you afterwards? You can tell me after. Okay. It, it has a whole character profile, so it has motivations. That also, seems I'm, a little strange. I'm going to move the wheel here so it's not on top of your character. Do we have to, like, is. spit on it and, like, talk down to it for it to want damage? Only if you call it daddy. <laughs> no, I'd be calling me daddy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, so just to clarify, if I were to use, say, my usual attack, since it's a cantrip, it won't necessarily hurt it as much? It may not take damage. It may not. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what, yeah, we'll make a well, minigame out of it. Uh, you, If you want to use a cantrip or a spell, we can roll otter even. I will roll it on my side. If you guess the number that I rolled, so if I rolled even and you said even, your spell goes through... If I rolled odd and you said even, your spell fails. And I will let you know at the end of the result as you cast it. Unless it's above a fourth level spell, in which it no longer has immunity and the spell goes off as normal. Does that okay. sound better, everybody? Sure. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, because I only have level three spells, so that basically <sighs> leaves almost everything completely useless. Um... Go in the belly of the beast. Oh gosh. You also have <laughs> yeah. a spear. Yeah, there's harpoons rift. and spears and Yeah. There's probably a bow if you wanted a bow. A bow? Um Can you talk Damn. into your mic a little bit more, please? It's literally right against my face. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> um It's all the way up. I don't know what to do here. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and cast a magic missile on him. Oh! See what magic happens. missile always hits. Otter it even. Does. Uh, uh, I'll go with odd. <laughs> I have a four. Uh, you see the impact and have no effect on this whale. Um... Okay, so that didn't do anything. Okay. Also, I just moved up for record uh, 30 feet. Perfect. All right. Uh, burn. Bringer of Dawn. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to cast haste on myself. Okay. Um, 
Brings my armor class uh, up to to 21. It um, doubles my speed and I get an extra uh, action on my turn. So I'm gonna dive into the water and I'm gonna get, I'm going after Marius. I'm not letting my boy- Let's go. Home. Okay. Holy shit. Um, how would you like to enter the whale? I wanna, can I just like plow down the fucking blowhole? Blowhole, uh, sure. Sure. Why not? That sounds <laughs> really cool. Yeah. All right. You. It hits. I'm gonna say you use the the dexterity saving throw you had since you saved to launch yourself off. Since the, you know this is all happening in six seconds of one turn, you tuck and roll as you cast haste, and you uh, make me an athletics check. Okay. Here we go. Athletics. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Athletics. You swan dive into the water, breaking it perfectly as you begin to swim after the whale. Um, it's pretty big. Wow, how many feet across is just the token? It's 80 feet. Uh, I would say it takes one whole movement for you to swim down in the wake of its boop um, and to reach the blowhole. Um, you've reached the blowhole. Go ahead and add a 10 marker. Um, as you begin to hold your breath. Okay. Um, and um, maybe a blue dot, being that you're in the water. And then, how would you like to enter? Do you want to make, like, a, a strength check to pull open this closed blowhole and wriggle your way in? Do you want to have some sort of attack? Like maybe you smite with your fist? Um, or... I, I don't know. Well, describe to me. Well, because if I enter the mouth, I'm going to get a bunch of damage, right? Probably. Yeah. Only for one turn. Um, yeah, let me, let me see if I can brute force my way into the blow hole. All right, this is a contested strength check against this creature. I'm going to roll at disadvantage uh, for two reasons. One, it has a really high strength score. And two, um, I don't know how much control whales have. If you, if, Hey, those of you guys out in chat land, if you want to give me whale facts, uh, you know, a little monstro action, that's right, Abdulio. You just, uh, you let me know. So, 20 for Burn Dawnbringer. Uh, you get advantage because you are a Goliath and are one size larger. Technically, it would be disadvantage with an Argachon creature, so you just roll standard flat. I'll roll at disadvantage. Um, I rolled a 14 and a 5. That 5 is plus 7 for 12, so you win. Uh, you are able to enter its nose orifice. <laughs> All right, I'm going after Marius, so... Okay. Um, uh, luckily, there is a thin coating, coating of slime in this blowhole that allows you to dodge, duck, dip, dove, and slide your way down its nostril. Okay. Um, <laughs> use the rest of your 40 movement to move through this cavity. I'm going to say it drops you out uh, at the back of the throat. Um, I do get one extra... 
action. Okay, so you pop out on the opposite side of the spikes where Marius is at being horribly shredded. Um, okay, let me see. Uh, where did that go? Was it this one? Nope, not this one. There was a spell I was gonna use. That's not it. Is it? No, not that one. Where the hell did it go? <laughs> Damn it, boy. Jake, can I read your joke out loud? Yeah, of course. Uh, Badfish said in our private chat, uh, Bernie, you need to ask consent before you enter the wheel. <laughs> wow. That's a summary of what he said. Where the f What you looking for, bud? How can I help? It was it was a spell that I could give to a willing creature. Oh. That gave them like plus five to their armor class or something. Uh, probably like Crusader's Mantle or Shield of Faith, maybe. No. So gentle repose. No. Do you want to think about it and get back to me? Yeah, let me read through all these spells. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll hold action on that bonus action. Yeah, you just let me know when you resolve that. Uh, the only thing to make sure, I think, haste, is haste a concentration spell? Do yeah, this one I don't think it was. It was instantaneous. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the order for round two, Zolthus. All right, uh, quick question about the harpoon. Where it says attack plus six to hit. Mm -hmm. What what does that mean, sir? Uh, so when you roll a d20, you add six. Oh, okay. So we, okay. I thought it was, wasn't sure if it was within a certain range or not. Mm -mm. Um, I am going to have the shout to the harpoon crew and have them fire. Uh, yeah. To try and uh, grapple this creature. All right. Uh, roll me a d20 and add six. One d20. Okay, I found the spell. I don't know if this okay. will help. Uh, maybe you could let me know. I'll put it in the chat. If not, I just won't use my turn, I guess. Uh, I mean, it could be helpful. It's plus five hit points, maximum hit points. Yeah, because I know he took damage. It doesn't heal if... him, if that's what you're asking. It just increases oh, his okay. cap. Okay, never mind. All right, I'll, I'll just leave it then. Okay. You could. You still have a... Actually, it does, it, it does heal, because it increases maximum and current hit points by five. Oh, I'm sorry. I just read maximum. Uh, well, thank you, Max. Will that help, so, yeah. Max? I mean, it gives him five hit points back and... An additional five hit points that he could heal up to you for the next okay, okay yeah. turn. I'll, I'll do that. Eight hours? Eight hours. Wow, that's a really long time. Holy cow. I'm assuming you want to cast that on yourself as well? No, just on Max. I haven't taken it. It says up to three creatures. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Yeah, okay. Cool. Did you want to do it to the whale too as your third creature? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's awesome. Well done. 
Uh, Zoltis, sorry. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. Quick question. If the strength yes. check, do I have to do that, or can the crew do that? Uh, let me pull up the wave cutter here. It says you will make, but I'm not technically firing it, so I'm not sure. Because my strength is not good. Ballista. Harpoon crew. If the harpoon launcher does enough damage to Bonus action. I will make the harpoon crew do that since they are specialists. Cool. Alright, yeah, so let's fire the D20. Come on. Oh! Oh! <laughs> They're a little rattled from this giant whale that hit their boat out of nowhere and swallowed two people, or one person, and one person dove in after it. Uh, the harpoon launcher goes uh, 250 feet uh, northeast from where you're at as the bolt flies harmlessly over the target. Are the harpoons and uh, ballistas both at the front? Yes. I think that will be... Yeah, I think that will be it for me. Okay. What was otherwise? I, I want to try something that's probably a bit cheeky. Um, Ooh. Um, if I cast Wall of Force on his blowhole to suffocate <laughs> him... Can I do that? Uh, you'd have to be able to see his blowhole, which is currently under the water. It just has a point you can choose within range. It doesn't say you have to see it. Uh, I'm um, going to say you probably have to be able to visualize the spot, right? Like a point you could see within range. Well, he's I, he's yeah. not sideways, though, right? He's, no, he's like face down. His tail is up in the air. So he's in the water, or where is he at? He's, he's in the water, heading under the boat. He would have already taken a breath, though, yeah. uh, is, is how I would see it. Yeah. Yeah, but he still has to breathe again. Um, yeah, whales can hold their breath for, they like, can hold their, days. Yeah, yeah not if he's time. actively, like, being fighting and we're trying to kill him. And not uh, days. What kind of whale do you... The also, this whale size? whale's <laughs> breath for up to 24 hours. And, and yeah, that's this not days, size? though. That's a day. Okay. I um, mean, you could try a normal-ass whale. Uh, you could try it. There's probably a better use for that than I could think of, but you could try it. Mm, no, I, I mean, I guess if it's not going to work. You might be able to contain him with it. Oh, no. Marius, are you going to pull an invisible rod works. bullshit with me? In, in <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That laugh was incredible. I love that it. Son of a bitch. You baited me. That reaction <laughs> is incredible. All right, that was all. Just sure, man. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I guess that that was my idea. But if it's not gonna work, I have other cheeky ideas. But I don't want to ruin what my, Max is doing. I have to blender Max here as fast as I can. Um. So how? Okay. So I guess it's not really clear from this photo. How far underwater is That's... he? He he has just re-entered the water. His head is under the boat. I kind of moved it off so you guys can move like tokens and stuff. Cody, um, can't do that. What do you mean? That's, I can't do that's that. That's meta gaming. The whale doesn't know what Marius is doing. You might, I, but not the whale. You I, can't purposefully right. target Marius. 
I'm not targeting. I just was making a comment that I have to blender him as fast as I can. I can't do enough damage in one round to kill him, anyways. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google uh, something well, at least quick. Not with the mouth. Nor would I let you. That's true. What are you looking up, Ozol? I'm sorry. How a spell interacts with something else. That's technically where the whale would be, but it okay, thank you. That's your boat, So. I don't, I just really don't know what to do. I feel Ozo. like, yes. You were, you have been given a gift to punch lightning at people. Yeah, I guess. There's no time like the present. That is true. Tail in the air. You just reach your little glovey hand out and go zap. How do I? We believe in you. Hang on, let me, uh. Ozal's the shock. Oh, come on. I think Ozal's in shock right now. Does that work? How do I? It's not letting me cast it from the page anymore. Uh, you have to, to cast be able to this like lightning. Click. Okay. It's just the first level um, lightning spell. Lightning I'll bolt. use three charges to upcharge it. <laughs> upcharge it. Four. Oh no, because it's six. Not. It's, yeah. There you go. Uh, twenty-eight lightning damage. Seems pretty lame. Uh, it's a DC 14 for the glove. Yeah, you rolled like pretty three, poorly. two ones, and a two. Um, <clears throat> I want to do something, but oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. What are you doing over there, Zolthus? Try to click the description. And it, it like gave me an error. Sorry. Hey, got him. Nine. 28 lightning uh, damage. Yeah, you way got him, because that's uh, minus one, so eight. Okay. Um, I guess that'll be my turn. Uh, do you have any enhancements you'd like to use? No. I don't have any. No? Okay. <sighs> that was such a lame turn. Okay, that'll he be my turn. You did more damage than, I, than anyone else has done. Yeah. I know. I, I want to do something cool, but... I don't want to ruin Max's plans. We'll see how Max's turn goes. Marius, you are currently being swallowed. Uh, one more dexterity saving throw and some damage. And then you are swallowed and into the belly of the beast, where you may do your turn as you please. Five. Four. Okay. This time you take 34 points of piercing damage. Uh, and you are through the gullet and in the belly as you see your friend Burn Donbringer. I almost said Don Dinger, but uh, <laughs> I'm just hanging out with you. Oh, I swallowed you. What are you doing? Gulp. Uh, how would you like to proceed with your turn, Marius Radari? I would like to cast Locate Object. Oh, that is not what I thought you were going to do. Uh, you cast Locate Object. I unfortunately oh, do not Actually. have an immovable rod. What? I thought you got one in Barovia. Nope. I gave someone an immovable rod. Kranglis has it. Oh, oh no! Okay. Uh, Marius, you want to read the spell for our viewers? 
Of course, uh, describe or name an object that is familiar to you. You sense the, dir the direction of the object's location as long as that object is within a thousand feet of you. If the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. Smell the spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, tool, furniture, tool, or weapon. This spell can't locate an object of... If any thickness of lead, even a thin sheet, blocks a direct path between you and the object. Concentration up to 10 minutes. Okay, and will you tell me specifically what you're looking for in Marius's words? The, uh, the map we've been charged with finding by Jarlaxle. <laughs> Accio Mac from Jarlaxle? Okay. Um, yes, it is in fact somewhere in the stomach... Um, Oh, man, directions don't make sense since the whale's falling. South of you, towards the tail, uh, it is somewhere in between where you are and there, along the ground. Well, uh, I don't necessarily need to uh, walk as this thing is, you know, in its thing. Vern, follow me. Let's uh, go and find this, uh, this, this object. I've got an idea of where it is. All right, and buddy. I'll begin flying, uh, and I'll actually Ooh. light the area. You're good. Ooh, ooh doesn't happen until uh, my turn, so. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, where did my whale go? Oh, man. Oh, it's because it's on, not a token anymore. Are That's why. they, are they, f is there a physical map for the whale's map gullet? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought about it, but no. Okay, I was just curious. Of course. Uh, yep, and I'll begin flying <coughs> off to that direction. I can get about 30 feet further down the whale's gullet. Okay. Uh, inside the whale, it is very Pinocchio-esque. Um, I thought about making a map, but managing two maps while battling and moving people over and back, is, I mean, it's a whole thing. Uh, so we're going to simplify it and use a little bit of theater of the mind. As this whale begins to hit the water and descend, its body is actually moving while you're moving, Marius. So while you are flying with inside the whale, I'm going to have you make acrobatics checks to see if you can navigate the moving body of the whale while you are moving through it. Okay? That's what my ooh was for. Um. <coughs> Whoa. Okay. Um... Inside the whale, there are crates, barrels, dead bodies, fish, full, like, boats that have been crushed and, like, grinded out. And you can actually see these, like, spine marks where the, the whale has swallowed and started breaking down the boats. And there is a thick layer of green acid dripping from the walls and the ceiling that you would assume is some form of corrosive stomach acid. Now... This is both a boon and a bane, because mundane items decay and break down with this acid. Non-mundane items, such as magical ones, have resistance to it. You are looking specifically for some sort of wooden scroll tube that'll be, like, pitted and, and, and gnarly, uh, and probably covered in barnacles. Somewhere within the whale. On your turns, I will have you roll either perception or investigation to find the map, tube, or continued uses uh, a locate object tells you where it is at or the direction uh, within a thousand feet you mm -hmm. kind of have a rough idea now so you'll get advantage on that check okay 
Sounds okay. great to me. Uh, if you would please make um, an acrobatics check. Um, you're looking for 14 or higher to successfully navigate flight inside a moving whale. As I will take my turn here. Because it's just going to go under the water and move. Um, because I can't attack this turn. 12. 12. Um, 14 is what I said. So, you have two choices. Um, one, you can make a dexterity saving throw to maintain flight. Or two, you can make a secondary acrobatics check um, and take a little bit of damage to maintain flight. Um, yeah, to maintain flight. I'd prefer no damage, so I'll make your dexterity saving throw. All right, go ahead. I'm looking for 14 as well. I have a plus zero. This is going to go well. Eight. Okay. Uh, you fall in front of Burn as the what whale's body... What about my bonus? He's right next to me. Oh, you're right. Uh, that's still not 14. That's, that's only 13. Still 12. Shit. Yep. Sorry, dude. Um, you don't take any damage. You are just grounded. Um, and prone, probably? Yeah. We'll say prone. That's your, your big sad. He wouldn't have gotten the bonus to the acrobatics check? Uh, no, because it's not a saving throw. Oh, okay, sorry. I, thank you. You're good. Uh, and the whale is going to move and then submerge itself. Uh, I got one more diagonal. And it can go down uh, 40 feet. And you guys are a part of the whale. Shazam. Uh, that is my turn this turn. Still lost. Yeah, still lost. Oh, weird. Okay. For some reason, the turn order is kind of messed up. There we go. Um, I think, right? So you said he's, yep. he's 40 he, feet below? 40 feet, yep. Oh, damn it. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything with that kind of range, so... Uh... You know what? Screw it. I'm going to try to attack it again with a Eldritch Blast just to see if it sticks. Alright. Odd or even? Um, I'm going to go with Odd again. Um... Uh, you get two attacks. 11 and 22. Oh, two evens. Sorry, still lost. I got a four and a two. Damn it. Uh, let's see. I will move, however. Um, uh, kind of on the opposite end of the ship here. Uh, okay. I guess that's my turn. <laughs> Um, give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, here we go. A 12. You can see the crew has not just been hanging out. Uh, they're at a full stop, but they begin pulling up these cask size, which is like a small barrel, 
Um, like if you were to reach your arms out, probably uh, two and a half feet across and maybe three feet wide, uh, long, tall, tall. Um, and you can make out a, a triangle on the side with a fire symbol. Uh, and they begin pulling these barrels up from underneath the boat. They have three of them. Interesting. Okay. Burn. You're inside the belly of the beast. Marius uh, is prone in front of you uh, as this whole whale wriggles and shifts. Uh, you have not moved into the acid yet. You're kind of in the intermediate zone between the two. Um, how would you like to proceed? Would you like to follow Marius's lead? Would you like to assist him on a check to search? Um, what would you like to do? Would you like to attack the, the inner mouth of the whale? Uh, let me ask this. Sure. Haste is a concentration spell. Yeah, sir. If I cast another concentration spell, I'll lose haste, which means I'll be useless for a round. Is that this round, or will the spell that I'm about to cast go off? I, you would have to read the spell really carefully on the wording on that. I think it's after haste ends, so you'd be able to do your action this round, and the next round you'd suffer the effects of ending haste, I believe, if I remember off the top of my head. Um, until the spell... Uh, it says... Uh, the target can't move or take actions until after its next turn uh, when the spell ends. So I'm, I want to cast another concentration spell right now. So what I'll say is I'll let you get the concentration spell off, and then next turn, since you're shimmying into it, essentially, you will suffer the effects of ending haste. How does that sound? Okay. That way you can still get the spell off that you want to cast. I believe in Marius. So I'm yeah. going to cast Protection from Energy. It's a concentration oh. spell. And for the duration... Um, the willing creature you touch has a resistance for one damage type of your choice. I choose acid. Yeah, buddy. Let's nice. go. Uh, what color does Marius our, glow? Our pally. Um, like a beautiful, like, teal. Nice. You know how, like, when water comes up to, like, a really beautiful sandy beach? Like that. Oh, yeah. This aquamarine teal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marius, you begin to tingle as you turn teal, and the acid kind of wicking itself at your boots uh, does not affect you because you haven't made your save yet, but you would have resistance when it does. And uh, I, can I help him up at all for my movement? Sure, man. Okay. We'll just say you pick him up. Okay. He's a willing creature. Marius, you're no longer prone. Ah, uh, oh, well, and, thank you. Uh, and then I... Oh, well, I don't have... Do I still get an extra attack since I have haste? Or since it's <laughs> this round? I don't know which one's which. Um, odd or even. Um, I've been rolling a lot of evens. I'm going to go odd. I hit the wrong button. But uh, that's 58. That's even. Oh, okay. I can roll a d4 to make it more fair. Two. Fuck. Nothing Dude, but it's a lot of evens tonight. Holy shit. I've rolled nothing but evens tonight. 
eventually. I I will say no. Oh god. Alright. Sorry, well, dude. That'll be my, my turn. And Burn is lethargic now. Uh Zulthus. The whale is on the left side of the boat. The star starboard. No port side. Port, port side. Um would you like to fire this ballista, or would you like to do something else? Uh, that was one other question with that. The ballista, the first one I fired, did it take it the last turn to reload, technically? Yes, they would have... Alright, and then uh, you've got the other one here. Yeah, let's... Um, and the harpoon has to reload this turn, correct? Yep, they're reeling it in right now, and it will be ready right. to fire uh, turn after next. Alright, yeah, let's... Uh, Try hit this this whale with something. All right, two uh, d twenties plus ten. Take the higher results. Twenty uh, sixteen twenty six. That hits. Let's go. So three d ten. Uh, yeah, I got the cover up here still. Three d ten piercing. Minimum sixteen. Twenty-three. That's going nice, nine, dude. ten, and a four. Let's go. That's awesome. So I yell uh, to the ballista crew and tell them to fire on the whale. They they execute. They're they're kind of pissed at this point too, uh, because they've missed two shots. The whale impacted the boat and caused some damage to the hull. Um, they're kind of getting, trying to get their shit together. You can also see they're bringing up these three large barrels. Um, of something, and then, yeah, that bolt strikes home, hitting the tail kind of at the top of the, the back as it's swimming through the water, leaving this uh, wake behind it. Going to ask, yeah, those possible depth charges, whatever they may be, they are not listed on the, the wave cutter. They are not. Okay, cool. I they are it. special material I made up just for this fight. All right, I think that will be... It for me. Okay. Ozal. Yo. Um, I, I'll... You want a perception check? Yes, please. Uh, perception check is going to be a 24. Uh, you see three barrels come up on deck with three drow holding them. Would you like to interact with these drow before you take your turn? Yes. Uh, Ozal will turn and say, what is the purpose of these barrels? Captain Durden will yell. He says, green, alchemist fire, spreads fire out of on the ocean surface. Blue, depth charge, causes the whale to surface. Red, red goes boom. Ah, very good. Big very boom. Good. Big boom. Um, Ozal will take one of the stars off of the cloak and throw it at the whale uh, casting magic missile at fifth level. Oh, nice workaround. All right. Uh, how much damage do I take? Uh, magic missile in this case, uh, it's three. Well, actually, it didn't let me upcharge it. Hang on one second. Nope. I don't know why it's doing that. Uh, let's see. Out. Well, it's just one roll, so it's three oh, force so damage, and then it's. Eight stars, so that's eight times three is twenty-four. Minus twenty-four. Nice, dude. Thanks. You're chucking uh, away. Vor, Vor will fly ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, 
60 feet and then dash. I guess at, at what point of this circle is the uh, the blowhole? Could you, oh, I man. guess, give me a... I'm just um, going to have him dive into the blowhole. Somewhere in the middle. It's kind of... It's, yeah. I was trying to find... Well, like he's, a he's actually underwater, model. right? Yeah. Okay, so he'll just stay above just so we can know vertically where the whale is. Yeah. As a reference for the har harpooners. And uh, that'll be the end of my turn. How's that? Does that help? It's not the best representation. The, the bullhole would be like right right in the middle, I guess, of this. No, it's okay. He's underwater, so I, I wouldn't be able to do that anyways. Okay. <clears throat> Marius of the Radari, you are standing now. Your friend has helped you up. Burn looks weary. Uh, you are tingling and glowing blue uh, with Bingay. Uh What would you like to do? <laughs> well, it's about to get real weird. Marius puts his hand to the ground oh, and no. casts tongues. For the next hour... The spell grants the creature you touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. That's pretty sick. Whale whisperer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, where are you going with this, Marius? Oh, great creature of the sea. Great Willy. There is an object within you that we require. We do not wish to continue to fight you, but please allow us to retrieve it, and I will leave food here in your stomach. Um. Plus, I just want to hear you scream as well. <laughs> that that's okay. that's Mar Marius to DM. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on, my, my DM brain is processing here. I speak primordial. Okay. Uh, the deepest rumble, gurgle, if you will, comes from inside the whale as you feel the walls, these, these fleshy walls vibrate with the voice of this whale. You are but chaff in the wind. Driftwood to me. I am the ancient. I am the protector. Your life is forfeit. Forfeit, 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 forfeit. Die with the rest. So basically, I'm not going to pull a dory. I'm sorry, guys. Are, are we close enough that we can hear it on the boat? I don't know, Marius. What, Marius? Sorry, I just muted. Uh, <laughs> and I was talking. Um, I don't know. That's up to you. It, it, it can talk, so we sure. can understand it. Um, 
Yeah, that's it, kind of how the spell works. Broadcast on the boat, you can hear this monstrous guardian-esque creature renounce you. Um, also, I probably should have given you a persuasion and or intimidation check. So, I feel like I shorted you on that, so go ahead and make one of those. Um, sure. My DC is pretty high. It's got a, it has a purpose, but you could try. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, sure. All right, I'll take a. I'll use a persuasion. Uh, let's see here. A thirteen. No, you have not swayed it from its sacred cause. That's fine. I will continue to uh, move down closer to the object I am trying to find. Another uh, thirty feet. Okay. How, how far away am I from it? Um, 60 to 100 feet. Okay, I'll tell It's kind bird, of moving bird. in this acid in the stomach. Bird, I, we've got about another 30 to 60 feet to go. Or uh, 100. <laughs> it, 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 it's a ways. <laughs> Burn is basically useless right now. What are you talking about? You're helping me. No, he's looking Command that hoe. Ah, that's right. No, that's the ore. Well, you should catch up in a moment. Let's go. That's all okay. I got. My turn. The whale opens its mouth and begins to flood straight down into the water, flooding its lungs and mouth, not lungs, inner cavity with water that comes rushing in, Marius. Rushing in. Now, mechanically speaking, you are now swimming. And Burn and Marius, if you guys can give me an athletics check to swim in the water, but also a chance, depending on how high you roll, it's going to depend how much air you can get in as this creature dives deeper. Oh! Oh! Nat 20, lethargy and all. Oh, wait. Uh, the, the advantage. It's disadvantage, but even still, that's 29 is your Let's maximum? Go. That's ridiculous. 20 for Burn at disadvantage, 12 for Marius. Uh, Burn, you, you just kind of relaxed, man. You just <laughs> let the water hit you. You tired, <laughs> boy, but you, like, take a breath in. Marius, uh, 12. Um... I'm going to add five. Ooh, 16. So, Marius, you have half the time you normally could holding your breath. Um, so let's say six rounds. That's only 30 seconds. Um, let's say a full minute. Roger that. All right. How deep um, is the whale now? Still... Does 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 this gushing water push me closer to the object? Uh, it does, but it also pushes the object around as it gets lost in the tides. Um, so on your turn, what I will have you do is I will have you make a perception check and then a dexterity saving throw if your perception check is high enough to see if you can catch this scroll as the water is being forced into this cavity. Does that seem kosher to you? Sure. All if right. there's more water, does that mean the poison gets diluted? Yes. Yes, it does. Nice. 
Uh, it dives 80 feet, so another 40 feet down, and then I can still move too. Okay. Boom. Uh, okay. And I can attack next turn. Still loss. You see the whale just dive. Its tail whoosh, kind of flicks over the water and then boom, submerges under the waves in this ripple of water. And it disappears from sight. Okay, well... Um... It does leave like a shadowy wake under the waves because it's only 80 feet. Um, so you can still track it. Well, Stolas caught that bit with the whale talking. Basically, what he got out of it was... I hate you. Please die. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, I think what I'd like to do is maybe um, magic missile that barrel, the blue one that makes him come up. Oh. While it's on the boat? Oh, it's on the boat? Yeah, it's, they're on like the, the main deck of the boat and they're kind of being pushed uh, towards the front to be either hurled or magically moved or something. They don't really have a mechanism to shoot it, but they have it. Okay. Um, could I perhaps shout at somebody to kick it off so I can shoot it? Yeah. Okay. Toss the blue barrel. Hold on, I gotta look up a spell. Catapult. Well, Zol, you don't have catapult, do you? I have Bigsby's hand. Ooh. You want a Bigsby's hand these nuts uh, into the water? Wow. <laughs> uh... How, I mean, how were they planning to get them into the water to begin with? I don't know. I was going to leave that up to my creative players to figure out. Um, you have they, a giant monkey on board. <laughs> that you could do that. They are too heavy to be cast the spell on. So they kind of like are talking back and forth and you can hear them arguing in Undercommon. Um, and Captain Durden's like, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, so you could hold your action maybe uh, and then magic missile it as they brainstorm a solution. Uh, yeah, I guess that'll work. That way Haven't they have- Haven't they done this before? What do you mean brainstorm Not with whales. a solution? Oh. So, uh, traditionally, they are dropped behind the ship as they are being chased and then fired at, or they are launched with a much larger boat with catapults. I see. Can their spotters, I assume they can't lift it, it's too heavy, like those bird creatures? Um, they could try and fly it out. It would take a couple, like a, like at least a turn for them to like grab it and then, you know, move roughly where the whale is going to be, depending on how far the move, how far the whale can move. Uh, Zach's idea of Bigsby's hand is actually a really good, uh, good problem solving solution right there. A uh, quick question, too. I guess, what is the blast radius of that barrel? Assuming it's going to explode. <laughs> uh, big boom is roughly 120 feet. 
goodness. Okay. Unless it is swallowed by a creature, uh, then the blast is contained within inside that creature, potentially. Um, the blue barrel, the depth charge that forces it to surface, has no immediate effect on the boat. It's more of a focused concussion wave. And then the fire spreads out in a direction chosen by the player in a 60-foot uh, radius. So 120 feet circle. <sighs> It's hoping it's a cone. In a 120-foot <laughs> cone. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I will just go ahead and hold my action to uh, yeah. hopefully get this whale back up now that they don't drown. Actually, Bern, if you think about it, the circle is a part of the cone. It's just the bottom part of the cone. Right. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not wrong. We're both right. <laughs> Sorry, still us. No apologies needed. Okay. Uh, burn. I'm useless for rounds. Yeah. What do you do? What do you? He like just a sea shanty? around. Yeah. Just belly up. Just splish splashing in the water. You know what I didn't think about? There's not a light source in here. It's probably more like a deprivation tank at this point. Mari I thought Marius lets off like a radiant light. Marius, can you confirm? I have not granted it yet, but I normally have... I have dark vision up to 300 feet. This is dank vision, my guy. It it's is dank, dank in here. The Stygian darkness. <laughs> so. What the hell does that even mean? Google it. It's like spooky, scary stuff. Moist. I'll, I'll link it in chat to you, don't worry. Uh, you're useless for a round, all right? Zoltis. Okay, uh, let's attempt to grapple this guy again with the harpoon. Um, Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong place. 1d20 for the harpoon, right? Yep. Oh my god. This thing just can't... I think that's 2d20. Damn it, boy. Two twos now for the, the harpoon. Twang! Yeah, the harpoon rolled two twice. <laughs> that's, uh, that's no moss, my guy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Uh, I shout at the harpoon crew, experts. <laughs> that's uh, it. Uh, they that's they the flip you the bird in under common. That was all. Um, Tell me about your Stygian darkness. If I Bigsby's hand the um, the barrel over there, can I use the ability to crush crush it with uh, grasping hand? So you want to move it and then crush it? Oh, uh, I will say that Stolas has their their combo wombo set up. You could pick it up and pitch it, and uh, they could knock it out of the park for a home run. Yeah, but they won't get an action until the whale gets they have an a action. action my my... Oh, did they? Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, perfect. 
Yeah, Clayton so Bigsby that hand, dude. Bigsby's uh, fist, I will bro. cast uh, Bigsby's um, giant hand. Grab the barrel, and I don't know if we have a token for this. Do we? Um, stand by. If not, I will freehand it as an artisan myself. Oh, I see you too are a man of culture. Uh, it's down. It's here somewhere. Where is it? Uh, give me a second to look for it, and then I will. I just want Big B. Oh, there we go. Big B. Where the fuck did it go? That is I used it there. in the Merlin fight. Here we go. That'll work. Well. <clears throat> did it? Did it pop onto the tabletop? No. Oh, here we go. Boop. See it now yet? Oh, okay. Cool. Have Merlin's oh. magic hand. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get rid of this art. Oh, shit. My bad. What did you do to my whale? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> How do I get rid of the hand? Okay, there we go. Yeah, so uh, if you could move the hand... I, I don't have control over this token, but over the whale. So oh that Stolas can shake and oh bake it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Clear drawing and text. Yes. Clear drawing and text. <clears throat> oh, no. Now I'm fucking up. Look what you did, Ozal. What have I done? Fool of a took. Alright, Yana Stolas. Shoot the barrel! Nope. Shoot the barrel! Shoot her! Shoot there you go. That's exactly what I was going for. I love that you got that. I got you, dude. Shoot her! Stolas, will you do the honors? Clever girl. Yes, I would oh. like to shoot the barrels. And which barrel are you shooting? Uh, was it just the depth I, charge result? Did yeah, I, blue, I brought the red depth or green? charge. Okay. Uh, yeah, Stolas, you cast magic missile on the barrel inside the big beast giant hand. Uh, the barrel detonates with a deafening sound. Um... I need everyone inside the whale to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Marius, no. It's my greatest weakness. I mean, if Burns <laughs> close enough beside me, that's 10, but still. That's 10. We'll give it to you. Uh, the whale goes belly up and is prone slash dazed as it rises to the surface. Bloop, 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 bloop. That's right, you dumb fish. I am not a fish. I am a whale. <laughs> whale, whale, that sucked. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to say belly up. There you go, boys. Uh, you see the soft underbelly of the... Dreadnought whale surface. Uh, it is dazed for one turn. In prone. Uh, Marius Rodari, you're inside this whale. How far away am I from the object? Oh man, at this point, uh, give me a per perception check. Perception check. Natural 20. 
Nice. Holy Jesus, 33? That, uh... Yeah. That, that, um... That, that'll... That'll do, pig. That'll do, mate. That'll do. Um... <laughs> the object is only 10 feet away from you. I'll go and grab it. Okay. You swim towards more, it. Or like swim swim and grab it. <laughs> um yeah. You see it. It is a silver clad, albeit tarnished, with covered in barnacles and growth scroll-like tube with etchings that have been erased with stomach acid and time but it is within your grasp I need the whale to make a charisma saving throw uh, it fails it is banished <laughs> it's... Uh, so it's set to a harmless demiplane yep <laughs> Now let me ask you this. <laughs> Hold on. You are a part of the whale currently? For all intents and purposes. So if you banish the whale, I'm probably going to banish you two as well. Oh no. Yeah, at the very least me. I I'm going to say, yeah, that's just how I'm gonna rule it. I'm going to say you are currently a part of the whale. And if it fails at saving throw and it is banished, which it just did, you don't know this, but you are banished to a harmless shadow plane. I wouldn't know. Okay. My my, my hope was is that it would disappear and, and I would be outside of the ocean. I've been wanting to polymorph this thing so bad, but I haven't because y'all have been inside of it. I was going to make it a bat and then just trap it in a cube. That's hilarious. And how would we um, have gotten the map out? When it died, as the whale, it'd just be a dead whale trapped in a 10-foot cube, and it would explode, probably. And then we just get the map. Easy peasy. I don't think that's um, <laughs> You guys see the belly-up whale just goes and disappears. Well, we have no map. We have no whale. We have no burn. Oh, uh, to you two, nothing different has transpired. No, the ocean would be turbulent. There's a whole water displacement full yep. the void. Now, Marius, <laughs> what is your inner so, thought as this happens? So here's the question. <laughs> is the next the episode is called Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Moby Dick. <laughs> Is the whale native to the material plane or not? <laughs> Funny you should ask that. Do you, uh, do you have a way of divining what plane you're on? Nope. Okay, then I can't answer your question. <laughs> well, it matters for purposes of this spell. <laughs> well, when the spell ends, it just comes back, right? Uh, it yes. depends. <laughs> oh, because oh, if it's not, no. it's just there forever. <laughs> If the spell ends before a minute is passed, the target reappears in the space it left, or it's near its unoccupied space. Otherwise, if it's home to a different plane 
and I concentrate on it for the full minute, it doesn't come back. <laughs> I am not going to tell you. <laughs> hmm. But, I mean, that's, that's all I can really do with my turn, is I, I did the, the movement and grabbed the scroll and cast Banishment. So. Okay. Stolas, your friends disappeared. <laughs> the whale is gone. The depth charge blew it up. There's a shot of water in the air. Belly up whale was there for one second and then disappeared the set, the next. Uh, what do you want to do? You are, for all intents and purposes, out of combat currently. Uh, Stolas is a little mortified because he thinks that he's responsible for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I love everything about this. Um, I'm gonna move over here as close as I can and investigate. Is there, uh, c could I maybe, um, I don't know, roll something to see if maybe I might recognize this as some kind of spell or. Um, I, hmm. That's a hard question because it was cast from within the whale itself. I would think, right. it's, like, even with the depth charge going off, like, with how much, like, water and stuff, like, yeah, it surfaced, or it was surfacing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it's, like, a DC above 20. So I'm going to say 21 check. If you can roll higher than 21 in Arcana, then yes, you can determine that a spell happened. If you cannot, I'm going to say you are unclear as to what, what has happened to this whale. Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, I guess it's worth trying. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. An eight. <laughs> Stolas, you blew that whale the fucking kingdom come. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bird. <laughs> it's so dead, there's not even chunks of whale raining down. It's just water and gone. Um, the drow on deck are really fucking confused, too. Captain Durden's, like, got his monoglass out, and he's looking at it, and then he's like, What did you do? <laughs> Stolas, like, shrugs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the Air Croca brothers, you see one of them uh, toss a pouch of gold to the other. The other one laughs and sticks it in his pocket. Of um, course. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, I missed it. What happened to the whale? I had to step off for two seconds. <laughs> oh, uh, you'll have to watch it on stream. Oh, okay. after, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Marius cast banishment on the whale, hoping that the yeah, whale would I, just I got disappear. That. Okay. Uh, Stolas was trying to determine whether the spell was cast because they couldn't see where it was cast from after all the water and stuff flying up in the air. And they said, it's a DC 21 check for you from where you're at. And I described as Stolas blew up the whale so much so that it just evaporated into water. And now Stolas is mortified and people are oh, confused see. on deck of the ship I see, I see. and the air croca brothers make a bets on everything just kind of as my own head cannon so one one tossed the other some gold and the other one laughed sure, sure, and tucked sure, it sure. in his pocket so you're caught sorry up. i thought the whale actually did blow up i was like oh shit nope it's not even bloodied yet son uh how would you like to proceed stolas um well, we're out of combat, so I'm not constrained to any kind of movement restrictions, right? Uh, I would say you could probably dash if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, Solus will move another 30 feet then, in that case. Uh, that right here, I guess? 
uh, to try investigate, see if maybe there's a trace of this whale or burn or Marius in the water. It is. He's going to try to run a rescue. Massively disturbed water. Um, there's like some chunks from the barrel and splinters, and you can see the Bigby's hand just kind of floating there um, on the wave, uh, just kind of hanging out, or maybe slightly above the water. Uh, but there is no trace of this whale above the water at all. You you killed it. So far, it's it's dead dead. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Stolas is going to continue searching in vain for his friends. Burn, you are floating in what can only be described as whale soup. Um, and Marius is clutching something, and you come to, and you're inside the whale still. You're on mute, Dean. Marius! Is that the map? We gotta get the hell out of here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I grab Marius and pull him up? Um, make me a perception check to divine which way up is because the whale is now inverted and you don't know what's happening outside the whale and this water's dark cavity full of water. Were we completely submerged or am I like on the top? You are a hundred percent. Like there is no, no air pockets in this way. Oh, then I couldn't have said that anyway. Um, No, that's why I said blah, 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 blah. Then Marius went. Okay. um, My World of Warcraft fans out there. Okay. Well, I definitely want to find some air. So I guess insight or how would I? Uh, You, you still have, you have two minutes of total since you completely succeeded on your check of total air and less than two rounds has passed. So 12 seconds has passed. I guess no, two, I... two rounds exactly has passed. Okay. <coughs> oh my goodness. <coughs> uh, is the whale still unconscious? Um, how would you like to determine that from inside the whale? Um... Shit. Um... Man, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm, I'm so. I mean, you here. can poke the fleshy wall of the whale if you want it to move. Yeah, let me attack twice. I guess. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to use horse cutter inside the whale, or are you going to try and punch it, a dagger, uh, some sort of javelin? No. Um. How far are they from the blowhole? Uh, they have no idea. At this point, the whale is... Yeah. I'm trying to see if I could use command on the whale. It doesn't say anything about them being unconscious, just if they can understand you. Do they speak common? Well, Marius used that thing where he could understand us. 
Is it understand everyone or just Marius? Oh, I don't know. Anyone. Anyone that understands the language under can speak with it. But he, you can't speak, right? Because you'd be like, blah, 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 now. That's true. That's true. Unless we can well, find I guess he's, he's probably used to that, though, right? He's a whale. He if anything, that's probably that how way. he understands. Yeah. But he is now dazed until the next, the end of his next turn. Um, can I may, do a perception check to see if I could see any kind of like pocket of water or, or air? Do you have dark vision? I don't think so. Uh, you can do so, but it's a done at disadvantage. Uh, because searching for creatures in dim light or darkness is done at disadvantage. Okay. Uh, where'd it go? Perception? Ten? Ten. Um... <clears throat> Say, being underwater doesn't necessarily get destroy your equilibrium that's in your ears. Yeah, but it's the question of what plane you're on that I'm keeping a mystery from you currently. Very true. If there's no gravity, that definitely fucks it up. Uh, I need to Google something really quick. Is <laughs> Sorry, I like to make you think. <laughs> inside also, whale. since the whale is unconscious, can he actually retain all the water he swallowed, or is it like spilling out of him? Well, we don't know how whales can be flown, but there's some gas. They do have. No, I mean, if you're pockets, unconscious, you don't just expel all your fluids. It's not good to breathe. Okay, so according to Google, there are pockets of gas inside the whale's body. However, it's not air and it's not good to breathe. Yeah, but sound could travel. Uh you got me there, dude. You you I rolled a 3 for my uh my just then I added I 5 to it, so 8 was your DC. So you rolled a 10. So you technically Does sound need traveled. Yeah, I, it does need a medium to travel through, just like if you're yeah, speaking liquid space. Be That's it, why sonar works so well. Yeah, but burn is not equipped with sonar. Just to yeah, be you can't clearly. Um, he's got bonar. <laughs> he's got a bonar. That is for sure. It's weighing him down. Um, uh, yeah. Shoot for the moon, my guy. Real cool. Let's do it. I I'm gonna try and use. I'm gonna swim to that pocket of gas. <laughs> you use bonar to swim to this pocket of gas. Yeah, and I'm okay. gonna try command. I guess. Um, I mean, he could also be in a plane of water. So, I mean, there just might be more water that comes in. Yeah. Um. So even I know I don't have uh, haste. Uh, oh. Can I cast haste again? No, I can't. Fuck. Oh! I can. Um, I'm gonna cast... Oh, boy. My, uh, channel divinity to gain a spell slot back. Okay. Then I'm gonna cast haste on myself. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So I, believe, I believe it's an action to recover your. Yeah. No, thing. it's it's under my my regular. 
Well, normally Channel Divinity is an action to use. Oh, it doesn't say that. Are you uh, doing which... har Harness Divine Power? Yeah. Yeah. But actually, it's a bonus action to do the Harness Divine Power. Oh, yeah. There you go. Never mind. I'm silly. Oh, no, but Sorry, then haste... I muted the stream. Haste is my action, but then it gives me a... No, shit, that's not going to work. Fuck. I want to make sure the whale's awake. But maybe I can reach its subconscious. So let you me know it's a really good way to see if people are awake? You stab What? Them. Yeah, but that's an action, and then I can't... Okay, well... But I get two attacks, so is that... That's not two whole actions. It is one action to take two attacks because you're taking the action, the attack action once, and it is broken yeah, up and into then two this attacks. Is, and command is an action, it's not a bonus action. Shit. Yeah, I mean, okay. who knows how long you have in this space? Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm going to. Potentially eternity. I'm going to attack. Uh, I didn't do the haste thing, forget that. I'm just okay. going to attack twice with. Uh, Are you gonna smite? I might as well. Okay. Really make sure this fucking thing's awake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shoot for the moon, my man. Okay. Uh, let's see. Horse cutter. This is the thing I love about D and D because I couldn't make this shit up in my wildest dreams. The the chain of events that has just happened. Twenty one. Oh, oh critical I mean the, failure! Thank sorry. God. Okay. Oh God! Now you have to roll the D one hundred. No, it's it's on the no, right hand side, which is the second roll. So twenty five and twenty seven. Um. And then the, actually, uh, sixteen. That's enough. Plus two. Eighteen. Minus eight. Okay. And uh, are you expending smites at all? Yeah, that's uh, two level. It's a level one. It's two d eight. So level two. Uh, so it's three three d eight, I think, or forty eight. Okay. I don't know. You'd have to look on your. Paladin, Divine Smite, when you hit it, come on and load. Oh my god. Paladin. Paladin class. And Divine Smite. Um, it's 2d8 for level 1 to a maximum of 5d8, increases by 1d8. Each spell slot yeah, used, so or so 3d8, so 68 total if you're using two level twos. Okay. Uh, advanced dice roller, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Six, d8, 22. <clears throat> uh, the whale shudders. <laughs> Uh, and it is awake. <laughs> okay, that's my turn. I got nothing. Okay. Solve this. 
All right. Um, I will. The harpoon needs to reload again. Yeah, I'll shout to all crews to reload weapons if they okay. haven't already. And uh, hold action to prepare the harpoon if the creature reappears uh, to fire. I think we're within range. We would be within, yeah. If it reappears, we'll fire the harpoon to try and grapple it again, <laughs> I guess. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I can do at this time. Okay. And uh, I do all. have a quick question. Sorry. Oh. Uh, so his his spell, it, am I understanding it with the banish that he he can choose to end it before the minute has passed? Yes, he can. It's a choice. Okay, thank you. Um, I mean, can I? have a free arcana check to see if I might understand what just happened magically because if, sure. if it if the whale blew up there would be flesh and you know all kinds of accoutrement like jaws jowls jowls uh 15 do uh, I, think, do I believe that okay um you boy. you would think I mean, I'm just I'm teasing you a little bit here uh okay it's a little strange that there is no floating debris. Um, the whale is gone, and the explosion was big, but it wasn't that big. But you don't know what was in that barrel either. Does Ozal um, recall um, a similar instance? I know you made that like bubble popping sound. We've seen this happen before with the uh, rock in the canyon. Would Ozal yeah, understand that like that's... 80 feet Ooh. below the water? Um, oh, that's true, too. No, you the worry. whale was... Oh, no, uh, it surfaced. And yeah, then, it was surfaced. Yeah, it was surfacing. Oh, okay. oh that's right. And then Duh. was... So, Ozo uh, seemed similar. Odd or even, Ozo. Oh, God damn it. Gosh dang it, don't, don't oh, look at that. Odd. That was a misclick. <laughs> no, that's not odd. Well, odd, three. Okay, I'll okay, take it. Perfect. No, oh, that's a two and one. Um, yeah, you recognize this as Marius... Probably has cast banishment uh, okay. based on the, um, the sound. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Ozal will yell to the captain. Captain, bring us around to where Vor is hovering, just outside the range of this whale. I believe it may come back shortly. Um, and then uh, Ozal will ready um, a. Uh, so it was it was dazed when it left. Hmm. And I still have that. Now. I still have that hand. Um, so I'll move the hand. Um, if it reappears, it doesn't fall from the sky. It'll just blink back where it would have been. So I'll, I'll just keep the hand ready to punch it if it needs to. Oh. Okay. Um, my hold action would be. Let me look up what the. Well, yeah, my hold action would be to lightning bolt it again um, with a level um, uh, four spell slot, which would become a level five spell slot. Uh, just a normal lightning bolt. Okay. 
Actually, let me double check. Dex. Yeah, I'm gonna do a normal lightning bolt. Uh, if it reappears, that'll be a level five lightning bolt. Sounds good. That'll end my turn. Marius. You muted. Hey, firm. Um. Well. So. The banishment didn't seem to work. Burn is here. Ah. I'm going to try and orient myself and find its blowhole. You don't want to drop concentration on banishment? Uh, I I want to find the blowhole first, if possible. Sure. Okay. Um, make me a perception check. Alrighty. Perception. 32. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Yes. Let's you, go. You find the tube that leads to the blowhole. Would you like to wriggle through it? Uh, you know, pulling Burn with me, uh, holding his hand as we swim through the water, I will begin to try and finagle my way to the blowhole. At which point, I will try and wiggle in. Try and get out. Okay. You begin to breach the blowhole, and as you do, the color of the water has changed around you, and you find yourself on the material plane of water. Thank you for watching our show, ladies and gentlemen. I have been your host, Cody Jayhe. Tune in next week to uh, figure out how our players get off the plane of water and back to the material plane. Or two weeks? Two weeks. Uh, thank you for all your support and for watching. And I love you. Dang. Chombo, boys. See you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Take care. <laughs>